welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast. And for today's mega episode of us going through Final Destinations 1 through 5, <laughs> we wanted to quickly talk about the upcoming Final Destination. I don't know if it's Final Destination 6 or if they're... I think that's just what it's like called right now while it's in production. I don't know if they're like official. They haven't titled it, but I'm, I'm assuming Final Destination 6. I feel like they, they at this point, there's been such a gap. They got to do like the scream five thing where they just scream. They just got to call this one final destination again. I know well, it's it's a weird franchise because you can't even bring back any of the stars usually because they're all dead. It's like you can only get Tony Todd back. He's the only <laughs> recurring star, but it's like all new faces every time. You know, it's not like <laughs> Ali Larder or like Devin Sawa is coming back. They're like technically dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh we want to just kind of quickly talk about some of the stuff that we're hoping to see or would like to see in this reboot, requel, whatever you know, we'll it figure is. out, whatever it is. I know, Renee, you're the one who, who brought this into my life because I only remembered the first one and the beginning of the second one. What What are you hoping for? Well, the one thing that I heard already was that they have a a, a pretty great elaborate death sequence at a tattoo like piercing shop. And I thought, that's pretty clever. I feel like that's like, why hasn't that been done before? That's perfect. Yeah. Final you Destination know? is, they've kind of like made their whole name on taking normal things and then finding ways to kill people in them. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, people are technically like probably already stressed out there. There's a lot of needles. There's a lot of shit going down. Probably going to be pretty bloody and gnarly, but that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought too much about what I because I'm just scared of everything. So everything could be a final destination yeah. <laughs> thing to me. So what about you? What are you? Do you have any ideas? I mean, I've thought about like places where where uh, death has not really played around with. Um, <clears throat> I think a boat would be good. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe a, a yacht or like, I don't know, something. Cruise. Yeah, but fuck I, all them cruise people. Let's fucking take it down. But yeah, like a big a big accident where it's like a lot of people kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They should up the stakes with having like, like I mean, I don't know how many, but a lot. <laughs> Death's really scrambling after this. Yeah, like a cruise would be really good for like the opening kind of yeah. death or like Great mass disaster. destruction. That would mm -hmm. be good. Um, but I think... There's a lot of things like I would love to see some extreme sports stuff, like whether it's skydiving or bungee jumping. But I think I would love an entire movie that takes place in Vegas because Vegas has everything. That is true. And, you know, a lot of the times you can watch these movies and be like, well, that's a lot of bad luck. Mm -hmm. Where where better to have bad luck than Vegas itself? <laughs> that's that's actually a really good one. I never thought about that. I was going to go like totally just off of prey and be like i want death back at like the bubonic plague like what was he up to back then you know did he do that because he's like i gotta fucking close all these fucking loops or just, whatever just, you know just start doing period pieces but with death kind yeah of i mean around. i'm just saying there's a lot of different things you could do it's really a great <laughs> franchise so clearly we love it and i think the fans do too mm -hmm. i'm excited to have it back but uh yeah Enjoy this mega episode of the Final Destination franchise. I got this feeling. It's a weird feeling. But 
cabin starts to shake, right? And, and the, the left side blows up, and then the whole plane just explodes. The plane's gonna explode! It's not a joke! It's not a joke! We get thrown off the plane all because Brownie has a bad dream? Besides. The plane! It's gonna blow up! It's gonna blow up! Are you ready to revisit some nostalgia and also a reminder of where a lot of our phobias came from? We're talking about Final Destination. All of our phobias, I think, <laughs> is the thing. Like things that, I mean, they, they prey on common phobias, but they also have invented entirely new ones. This franchise <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> the This movie, I feel like, is where the little thought in the back of all of our heads... It was like, oh, this could happen. It just like pulled all that to the front of our brains in everything that we do. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a plane. It could go down. And then it's like, yeah, the plane, there's a chance it's going to go down. No, it's definitely going down. That's what I feel now at the beginning. Every single flight, I just feel like I do not want to die. I don't want to die that way. And I don't know. Like, that's the one interesting thing about Final Destination is like, what if, like, if I saw that premonition, I Knowing what I know about Final Destination, which like I know obviously the characters don't, but like if I were to know, I might just stay on the fucking plane. <laughs> you know? It was, that's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> but it, I mean it just no, I would believe it, but I'd be like, I don't want to die in some crazy contraption with yeah. some horrible death that's gonna be ten times worse. Cause I think that's how it usually goes. Yeah. The first death seems like it's always the best, even though it seems horrifying at the time. Yeah. Well, before we get into that death, uh, so we are talking about through all the Final Destination movies, mainly because they just recently announced that they're rebooting it. Fuck and yeah, they are. That's all we need to to revisit uh, some some trauma. So uh, <laughs> trauma, but yet fun. This series is very unique because it is all about like watching these characters die you know everyone's gonna die that's the whole premise right mm -hmm. is that they can't escape death and they don't but it's yeah. like you, you they sometimes will even give you likable characters i don't really need that because we're just gonna root for them to die in some crazy ass way and they <laughs> usually do <laughs> oh, it's and just I, fun. I don't even know if most of the characters characters in this movie are likable most of them are just super weird but they'll give you like one maybe every every other movie maybe not every <laughs> movie but sometimes they got some good like at least one character but then you're like there's no point in getting invested everyone's dead <laughs> but this we're starting off with i think well, i don't know if most people consider this one the best in the series but i think it's like a really strong start and like the reason that this fucking franchise is even being rebooted in the first place yeah i mean this movie was a hit. Yeah, tell and me. Similar to, I'm excited to watch all these because similar to like when we went through the Scream movies, uh, I only kind of remember the first one. So I don't even think I've seen the third or fourth or fifth one. I've maybe seen the second one or I just You've remember. definitely seen the third one, the roller coaster one with me. I used to watch that all the time in high school. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I just blocked that out. But oh, well, <laughs> anyways, um, the budget for this movie back in 2000 was 23 million and it grossed over 110 million. So like it was it was a big win. And of course, this is this is what horror movies do. They they just low budgets, big wins. 
And it is pretty it, unique, though, don't you think? For like a super, horror movie? Super unique. And that's probably why it did so well? Or do you know why it did well? Oh, I, I don't know why it was. I okay. mean, it's, a, it's, it's horror movies. You know, every once in a while, you have a horror movie that is made on nothing. And then it just blows up and mm-hmm. it gets five sequels. Look at Paranormal Activity. They're still making sequels just off the revenue from the first movie. Like- I mean, I get it. That shit costs nothing. I just actually rewatched that. It's still pretty good. That boyfriend is infuriating, but... <laughs> But yeah, it's crazy that like I think that's the key why so many like horror movies become a hit. It's like, oh well, it's cheap to produce the first one. We can make eighteen more of these, and yeah. I'm glad for Final Destination at least. It doesn't like I don't think any of these were straight to fucking video sequels. Like these were all released in theaters. Yeah, yeah, it I'm pretty event. sure. Uh, the last one, it's been a while since they released one. The last one was 2011. So. I know. Over over a decade. That is so fucking hard to take right now. Like (laughs) the nostalgia hits so hard because like 2000s horror movies, that's just my jam. But like this one always feels like just a warm blanket when I watch it, which is weird because it's preying on a lot of my fucking intense fears. Yeah, it's just so fucking comforting to watch. (laughs) They don't make movies like this anymore. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see with the with the uh, the. reboot or whatever but Mm -hmm. this movie i mean it was very standout-ish just in the fact um you know you mentioned paranormal activity and how much you hate the husband because he doesn't believe the stuff like mika is the worst character like there's some (laughs) argument to be made that that entity just like fucking was like that was just because he was like i'm fucking tired of this guy (laughs) i can't fucking live with him i need to do something get him the fuck out of here but like that's the stereotype. The the husband never believes it. This movie was crazy from the beginning because the guy has a premonition and he's like, it's real. <laughs> I mean, I would also kind of feel like that. That premonition feels so real. Plus, he finds evidence immediately that it is real, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, oh, I saw this in the dream. So that helps. But I think what's even funnier is that he's suspicious from the opening credits. He's <laughs> yeah. not even suspicious. Like, after the premonition, it's be- like from the beginning of the movie, he's just noticing these little, little things like the way that his dad's like, you have your whole life ahead of you. And he's like, like, he's like, huh? And like, I don't know. I'm just I love that. Like, he's not totally unaware of everything, like every other character in every horror movie of all time. They're always so unaware until the last fucking second. So it's like so refreshing that he's like. I'm suspicious before I even know shit's going down. <laughs> it's funny that you got that impression from the dad's speech. I thought he was weirded out by the dad's speech because it sounded like the dad was telling him just to go do some crazy shit in Europe. Like, go do some kinky French shit. Because <laughs> I, I never more... got to when I, when I was a kid. Live it I up, mean, as he says. It have <laughs> also been what he was saying. But I think it's more of like the focus on live it up and like the rest of your life ahead of you that like you could tell that that's what Alex fucking the main guy is noticing and going he gives his dad a weird look like why would you say that and it's like why would that be suspicious at this point you haven't even unless he was dreaming about this premonition before so it's just it's kind of weird that he's I don't know if they're like this in the rest of the movies they're all pretty unaware until something happens (laughs) yeah I think he should have been on high alert the moment that his friend was like, hey, let's go shit together. Yeah, I also 
noticed that that was like a red flag. Like, I wasn't sure. Is that something that guys do together often? Because it felt weird. No, guys don't say, hey, dude, you want to go shit with me? We don't do that. But there's also like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I will say Todd's logic was was pretty flawless. He does make up for it, but it's also like the way that he describes it is like really disturbing. And I feel like it makes me hate him. His voice is also very strange. (laughs) I don't know what that kid's like very weird. I'm kind of glad he's not in the movie very long. He has a strange accent compared to everyone else. Also, one thing that just stuck out to me was so they're all supposed to be in the same grade. They. Mm -hmm. They look like they're different ages, but then they're also from like different decades, like how they dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, like what? I don't know. It was like the the main guy looks like stereotypes are enhanced. I think there's they're very obvious who's what person and like so you can obviously tell your characters, I think. Yeah. It's just like the main kid looks like he's in junior high or I guess middle school. Um and then the 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 guy who pisses his pants later, he like looks like he's in college. I don't know. Yeah. Just they just all look very different ages, not on the same grade. But and then John William Scott, just like hot off fucking playing Stifler, and I was just like waiting for that Stifler energy the entire movie. I ha- I got the Stifler energy the entire movie. I'm like, he must have just walked across the the studio it just right after american pie just right into this <laughs> but then they gave him one of those like sports bags to just carry around or a jacket to wear so it's like oh yeah. this is the guy who plays sports like that <laughs> but i thought he was gonna be the douchebag and it was the other guy with like who's like obviously the bad boy yeah but i just love that it, like i would say 90 percent of his lines are just literally like Oh, fuck you. Like he's yelling at that kid because it's always like fucking falling over some shit. It's hilarious. Uh, the the weirdest person in this entire movie is 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 it Claire? Or clear? No, it's fucking. This is one of my biggest questions for this movie that I don't think I'll ever get a good answer for is why is her name clear? It's clear waters. Why? It clear, was, clear rivers. Whatever. It's the same fucking thing as clear waters. I so badly every time I just will it to be Claire. I'm like, somebody stop. But like, I feel like especially the main kid, Alex, is always saying clear. And I'm like, stop. It's just the worst. Why? Why couldn't they just give her Claire? I don't know. It's a weird thing. And it just bothers me every time. The weirdest thing about her character, I mean, besides the fact she's that, just weird, yeah, yeah. Besides that, she her hobby is welding. Like, the weirdest shit. Like she's fucking crazy. I'm convinced that her and Alex's interactions, the entire the entire movie up until the mortician scene, she's just trying to fuck Alex. Like I, I think so. Like the whole welding, her like monologue and stuff. So I'm like major, like DTF. Let's yeah. Let's uh, you know, seal the deal on this. I and think then after the mortician, she's like, "Whoa, I thought we were just fucking around. What? <laughs> what is <laughs> what all the this? hell is all this? No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think that was actually originally like there's. I think they ended up changing a bunch of stuff in the movie. And I think her character and him were originally going to like be in a relationship. And like 
they te- it tested poorly with audiences or something, and so they removed that whole plot. And she was gonna like be pregnant at the end, like it was a weird thing. <laughs> and so I think like some of that, especially in the early half of the movie, is like still there. Mm-hmm. And I think just people just really didn't respond to either like whatever kind of relationship they were trying. I mean, it's better to focus. Alex has enough worries. I don't think he has time to worry about starting a new relationship. And what's the point if fucking death is on your tail? That's all I got to say. They kept it more simple. I think that's the way to go. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, there has to be a deleted scene. Because at one point in the movie, they are just apparently in a relationship because they call each other baby. Yeah, that happens out of nowhere. Baby, are you okay? Baby. I'm like, baby. did I miss something? <laughs> this relationship is moving extremely fast. I mean, they to be fair, they don't have a lot of time left. Like, they're yeah. constantly like, this could be my last moment. So I guess it's not totally unheard of. They might just jump the gun and fucking be like, hey, babe, like already. But yeah. it does feel a little fast. I mean, it's just crazy. This movie's so weird because it's basically a slasher movie, mm-hmm. right? But there's no villain killer. Like, mm-hmm. there's no one method no weapon no distinct look i think originally they were going to have death be a character and there's some a little bit of that in the movie is when like his best friend dies in like the shower and like you kind of see this like there's a lot of the shadow stuff in the yeah. movie that i guess was originally going to be like a, a the you know the grim reaper kind of a figure but i think the way that they did it is probably why this movie and this franchise has been like such a long-standing thing in culture because it's like it's really unique that way yeah yeah it's not uh not very often that you have a totally faceless even like formless yeah (laughs) that's the word formless (laughs) villain yeah you know and it definitely makes it stand out and so let's let's talk about some of these deaths because these movies are all about the deaths literally (laughs) they're great even from the first one like yes you can tell this movie was made in 2000 yeah but like they still hit the deaths are great so like the plane the plane blowing up the premonition i thought that was really good like everyone's freaking out stuff's on fire there's one frame that like blood just splatters on the the ceiling of the plane really intense like I was already scared of like a plane crash for like what I could imagine in my own mind. But I feel like what they showed in that was like, all right, this is worse than I thought. Oh, my God, this can happen like shit. Like, I get why they're like, get me the fuck off this plane. And I think if I see somebody on a plane who's like, the plane's going to explode. Everybody get off. I'm following that person. You know, TSA must have hated this movie there's like god we have oh this is just making everyone stressed (laughs) we have enough problems already but i think like choosing a plane for the opening disaster was like the way to go for the first movie because it's just like one of the most common fears and like a very common form of travel yeah well and it it was a very bold move like the the writers director like the whole crew they didn't give a fuck they they're like let's put all the worst possible cases on this plane. Let's put high school students, adults, women, children, disabled people. Does Let's not just throw age them well. all on the plane and kill them. It's <laughs> like pretty fucked up when they're talking about that at the beginning. Like, oh, it's pretty fucked up. God, yeah, it's yeah. Like, that didn't age so well. Also, it is like 
it's just funny that that's like a whole thing. Like, I feel like, again, they're all just like talking about the plane crashing way too much. Like, I feel like that's the last thing I would ever bring up casually when I'm on a plane with people. Because I know me and I would get like, I don't need that idea in my head. I'm trying to think of anything else and to say, oh, it'd be a pretty fucked up God like to take down this plane. Like as soon as we're getting on, I'd be like, well, why would you say that? Now (laughs) that's all I'm going to think about. Of course he would. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, it's just it's so great. And like the whole thing of like, I love that each movie has really stuck with it because it's incredible. Like just the whole premonition, which I feel like a lot of times when it's used in horror movies, doesn't always work. Yeah. But these always do. I don't know what yeah. it is about the Final Destination ones. They're like, they also just feel extremely real. I think they yeah. do incorporate a good amount of like practical effects with their CGI. Maybe not in all the sequels, but at least in the first two, for sure. Yeah. So then we get to the first real death. But I want to shout out real quick. My favorite scene in the entire movie happens right before this. It's after the 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 funeral or um, memorial thing, and he is back at home, and he looks at the newspaper and he sees a picture of Clear, with the slightest bit of boob cleavage shadow, and he's like, you know what? I know I just came from a memorial. I need to rub one out. <laughs> he grabs the the Maxim or Penthouse magazine. You're right. <laughs> and I then guess that's, I never noticed that. And then that's what gets shredded, and then he sees Todd. But it's just like, wow, oh, that picture in the newspaper for the memorial—that's some cleavage <laughs> shadow. It's black and white. That weirdo not chick. A, HD's not a thing yet, but I need to take <laughs> care of this. <laughs> I I mean, in the 2000s, you had to take when you got it. He was like, I don't know why this is doing it for me, but like, let's just see this through to the end. Internet is not at the point where I can be efficient no. with this. So it's very basic at this point. I do love too that like out of all the hints that they ever get, I feel like the first one is like death. I mean, whoever's doing this, who's I mean, it can't be death that's yeah. giving these hints out. Why would he be trying to unless he's like so bored because no one can ever go against him that yeah. he's like I gotta give, I gotta have somebody to fucking make things interesting. Yeah. But like, whoever's giving him these clues, they just give him the word Todd. Todd. <laughs> like, okay. But like, I mean, if you're not thinking about this, like, how, I mean, he just, I mean, it's like, you know, he gets the yeah. hairs on the back of his neck or whatever, stand up. And so he's like, oh, something's happening. But I love how suspicious this kid is because at every fucking time somebody dies, it's like, yeah, he had a premonition, but he's there like really either too soon or like running away from the scene. And I'm like, dude, get it together. Okay. You got to think about how the cops are going to be looking at this because this guy is not too worried about that. (laughs) I mean, Todd, him being late to that makes sense because, you know, he had a boner. Like That's he, had true. To, he had to take care of that before he could leave the house, you know. Uh, Todd, well, it's you like, know, I better finish this. It's like walking around with a loaded gun, man. I'm <laughs> sure he's fine. He'll be fine. Just a few more minutes. What did you think about Todd's death? That's like probably the first one that really sets up how yeah. these are going to go because it's like one little thing, one little thing, one little thing. All these like little tiny things happen in order so, for it to actually happen. Todd's death is great. Be in all of the deaths in this movie are actually great for this reason. Deaths by now have become very predictable, and mm-hmm. all the deaths in this in this movie not so predictable. Like none of them. 
Todd's death, I didn't really remember this movie, but rewatching, I was like, how does he die again? It's something like he slips. But I was a big fan of this death scene because yeah, it's just anticipation on anticipation on anticipation. I mean, you have to ignore the weird Listerine fluid that's <laughs> yeah, that was something that was like, and death like cleans up after himself. Like they they don't do that in any of the other movies. Thank God. It's like you know, no one's gonna suspect death. What is yeah. he cleaning up the fucking crime scene for? It doesn't really make sense. The the thing that stuck out to me the most of like this is why didn't you notice this is when the Listerine pool has become so big that it's now moving you see that it's like a it's like a full leaky hose like there's mm-hmm. a stream coming out anybody would hear that like <laughs> if you've ever heard water dripping or just pouring water into another thing of water it's loud yeah it's <laughs> so, not like he's running the shower or the sink or anything he's like flossing his fucking teeth like there's turns, nothing to hear he turns on the john denver you yep. know for a second <laughs> but yep he's but, also on the toilet when we first come to this scene right He's like taking a shit. Shitting is a major through line of Todd's character. It's so weird. It's like, I mean, and he's only in the first like quarter of the movie. It's so bizarre. I'm like, (laughs) is this, was this a character choice? Like, what's the deal? (laughs) But yeah, so like you think you, you start thinking of all the ways that he's going to die and it's great. It's like building up the anticipation and then he slips. And when it happens, it, it happens, happens so, fast. so fast. Yeah, it's crazy. And I loved it. Like, Yeah, because you're like, if he had any time, he probably could figure out a way out of it. But it's like, the way that it happened so quick, the thing comes loose, he gets wrapped up by the neck. All the shampoo spills everywhere, so everything is slippery. Yeah. Dude, it's stressful watching it. Like, yeah. just the helplessness of it. And I think that's something that they really expand upon in the movies. I think the ones... Not every single death is always like this, but there's always either it's the first one or like one in the movie that happens a lot. Like it's a longer death because mm-hmm. it's like all these little things and the buildup is always perfection when they do it right. It's like you can really draw this out and you're right. You're like coming up with all these other ideas because you don't know how it's going to happen until like the last fucking second. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's like incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. And- I'm I'm kind of impressed. Like I'm not even mad. I'm like impressed. Like death. That was that was good. That was unique. I I liked it. <laughs> and the the cherry on top is when you see his eyes go bloodshot. I'm like that's effective as fuck. That that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> so that was a that was that was a great scene. And. Uh, if if the Listerine water wasn't as big of a factor, it it might have been the top pick for me. But it's not yeah. my top pick. It's just funny though that like the parents, like especially the dad, I feel like he's like so angry at Alex, the friend, like the main kid, and he's like, "It's your fault." So it's like, calm the fuck down, man. <laughs> like you're, I mean, like before it, like Todd even dies, this guy's mad at him, and it's like, sorry, your other son died, but like. At least I saved one of them. And that <laughs> yeah. was his idiot decision to stay on the plane, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just funny. And then he's like, oh, it's your fault. But I'm like, did no one see that he was like trying to fucking get out of the, like when the oh. thing's wrapped around his neck, he's like pulling it. Only the mortician saw that. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. And so, I mean, 
maybe let's talk about the mortician, Tony Todd. Like, is he death? Is that who we're supposed to believe? Or is he the friend that's helping them out with these visions all the time? That is a good question. When I when I watched it, I was like, something's up with this mortician. He has no problem that these people have broken into. <laughs> yeah, very calm, know, like he knew they were coming. And then they break in. They then go in with an exposed body. And he's They're like, friend. He's like, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, thanks for breaking in. I'll have to replace that lock. Uh, but Let good me to do see some you. disturbing shit to your friend while you're here. Like, I'm like, <laughs> could you wait a minute, dude? Like, fuck. Like, he's like, let me shove this thing into him. And start pouring out all of his fluids. It's like, good fucking God, stop. Yeah. And he's like smiling the whole time. I mean, he's too all knowing. He knows something. He's either the good guy or the bad guy. And I just. I've found mixed answers online, so I was just curious what I, your idea was. I think he's definitely death, or maybe he's the maybe like you were saying, he's the other side that Worst. he's the one giving them the premonition. You know, maybe he's the Grim Reaper because death is not the Grim Reaper because he says if you if you screw up death, then it'll it'll bring a a terror that even scares the grim reaper so mm. two different things and but he has the best line of the entire movie he's like you don't want to you don't want to fuck with that mac daddy yeah <laughs> like, that, that line comes stupid. out of nowhere i know that's what i'm saying i'm like this guy knows something and i'd be like so annoyed and then he's even in the second one and okay. they're like they're like who is this guy how do you know him she's like i have no idea she's just like go like let's go back to that fucking place i'm sure he's there and of course he is and he knows everything and it's like she's like i have no answers he doesn't give us shit he just he knows certain things at least god he's there to give someone the rules because like really without him they'd be kind of fucked yeah <laughs> i mean you need something to kind of tell you this i i feel like because he's only in that one scene i feel like they told him that he was in a very different movie than he was actually in. <laughs> like Tony the, Todd, man. The way he talks, he's just like very like articulate, like he's a, a comic book villain. Like <laughs> I mean, it's very similar to his Candyman, you know? Like mm. he's it's very very same vibe, but I just think he's delightful. I think the only one he's not actually in is the third one. But like his voice is like the voice of the devil like roller coaster ride at the theme mm. park so like he's on the voiceover but he's just a great character and i love that he's like the one that's been in every single one of these it's pretty incredible you don't want to fuck with that mac daddy no you don't i will say that's like probably the best line but i think my personal favorite is um is it billy is that the guy who's like the fucking douchebag no uh carter carter yeah <laughs> fuck carter Carter has this line when he's like, because when they find out finally, like, oh, yeah, we're all going to die no matter what. And he's like, I'm never going to die. I'm like, <laughs> that is probably the dumbest thing that everyone's ever anyone's ever said ever. Like, who would fucking yell that and act like that's for sure going to happen? Like, of course <laughs> you're going to die. You might think you're going to outsmart death this time, but like either way, you're going to fucking die eventually, idiot. <laughs> you're in high school. How do you not know this? <laughs> All right, so then the next death is Terry's death by bus. Such a shocker, uh, right? I gave it five out of five. Just did not see it coming. Was it was fucking nowhere. It was quick. It, yeah, out of nowhere. And it also made me think, I was like, is this the first? Is this the original out of nowhere bus killing? I thought the same thing. 
because it became a huge fucking thing after this. Yeah, like it was even in Mean Girls. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> exactly, and it was hilarious. But it is, I, I feel like it could be because it was. I mean, in the theaters when people saw this originally, this was like the biggest shocker because mm-hmm. it just. I mean, literally, you're like, what the fuck? Like nowadays, I just put my guard up when someone walks in the street. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they're off the sidewalk, well, <laughs> sometimes when they're on the sidewalk, you never know. Well, and especially with the with the first kill, like it was very drawn out. Like you see every little thing. It's like, oh, this yes. guy's definitely going to die. They and really then this one, it. they're just like, oh, let's have a reunion of all the people that are dying after the mortician scene. And boom. I like to guys. think it's like up to death, like depending on how he's feeling that day. Like a lot of people are giving him shit. He's like, just fucking hit this bitch with the bus. I don't have time for this. I can't be there. Like I've got, I've got 30 other commitments. These guys are fucking on to me. They're getting premonitions left and right. Like I like to think he's just super busy. And that's why he's like, ah, I won't be as creative. But like when he's like, either he doesn't like Todd or he's like, like I got some time. Let's make it fun and creative. Yeah. You know, I love when he does that, but then equally as effective for the shock value. Well, that's the thing I love about the kills in this is that they're not all the same kill. They're yes. all very different. They really are. So then we get the teacher's death. My favorite. Which, I, I, I'm with you. This is my favorite. I think this is going to be our pick for champion death of the first movie. I agree. Good. <laughs> I figured we'd be on the same page because it is like as much as like the first one's really great for that. This one takes that up a notch. And it's like, <laughs> oh, you thought that was good in the bathtub with the fucking shampoo and shit. Wait for this. There's like a million things that go wrong in this. And I kind of feel like it keeps you guessing even more. Yeah. This one is my favorite because of the fact that you're like, you see, you see all the little things you're like, oh, how is she going to die? She's going to die somehow. And like, there's this whole trail. Like I, I listed it out. It's like she pours herself a thing of vodka she lights the the stove the vodka cracks or the mug cracks and then it leaks she walks and again people don't hear the sound of dripping in this universe but she walks the key (laughs) i think most of these movies no one can hear dripping (laughs) she walks back to the living room gets some vodka in the computer and then that's where it starts. The computer explodes, <laughs> stabbing her in the throat. So good. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a lame way for her to die. Nope, that's Not just done the yet. start. <laughs> like, We're just getting started. And I do love that Alex comes into this and you're like, oh, God. Because, I mean, before this even like starts, my favorite thing about this scene is that she's like talking about how she like, gets so stressed just even looking outside of her window. And then she sees like fucking Alex casing her house. And she's like, oh, God, it like, calls the cops. And like the his excuse when the cops pull up and he's like fucking with her tires. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making sure all the air's in here. And you're like, Check OK, you're like, OK, this guy is for sure going to murder this bitch. Oh, <laughs> like, he God. just seems so suspicious. And I love it. And then it's like her just doing all of these stupid fucking things. And why would you if something's too hot in a fucking cup? don't immediately put ice and a cold drink into it. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, she's a fucking teacher, right? That felt very unbelievable. Granted, she's in, emotional. I can I can get it, but like still. In her defense, she is the only person in this movie that seems upset that everyone died. Like, 
That's true. Everyone, everyone else is pretty emotionless to this horrible tragedy. Yeah, even like the friend with like Todd, like he's not even that sad about his brother. He's like, yeah, once my dad stops being a bitch, I can like we can go hang out and go to a game or something. It's like, what? Like anyone's going to want to have fun right now. You just lost your brother. And we're going to get to Billy's de- death next. But like Billy gets decapitated. And then Alex is like, I was right. <laughs> Let me give this huge speech about how I'm God as our friend was just decapitated in front of all of us abruptly. Like, I kind of like knew his his was definitely a shock because it just like you think it's going to be Carter. But yeah. then like the way that he was acting, like, yeah. get away from me, Carter. I'm never going to be near you because you're going to die. <laughs> I'm going to be far away from you. And then he dies. So I'm like, I just find when you usually yeah, like shout that someone else is going to die or like talking about how they're next like you're next that's just the rules yeah that, <laughs> i don't that, know if they were established by this time but like if not then this really solidified that yeah that was the most predictable death but i did not see the decapitation the decapitation was a nice touch and it's not even like it's a full decapitation it's like a three quarters yeah, which he, is unique like cuts him off at the mouth yeah which was damn uh, i mean people something. were like fucking shut the fuck up stifler i guess <laughs> so, so much that carter pissed his pants <laughs> i mean i would have pissed my pants a thousand times if i was in this movie <laughs> uh that that is one of my favorite things like i paused the movie i was like did he piss his pants and no one's like no one's gonna say anything about this like i mean it's like pretty understandable i think at that moment like he was like trapped in that car like he was about to get fucking taken out by that train so like i mean and also like the fact that alex even tried to save him i mean fuck that guy he kind of really deserved it he's the total dick the whole movie for no good reason i feel like that guy's just trying to start a fight oh yeah uh sorry so back on the teacher's death so oh, yeah. she we gets really stabbed in the neck she, and we're thinking she's going to die. Um, so then she goes walking towards the kitchen to try and get a rag to pull the thing out. So she stops bleeding. The trail of liquor that she <laughs> has been pouring catches on fire from the computer. That trails back to the oven. The oven explodes knocking her on the ground she's like oh my god i'm gonna die oh here's the rag she grabs the rag from the counter pulls a knife because it's on top of the fucking (laughs) knife block what kind of bitch does that that was stupid and i could i caught that immediately i was like oh there those are gonna come into play she's gonna go for the rag and it's gonna like and i do love that because it's like all the knives (laughs) yeah it's just stabs her and so it was like as sudden and quick as the first one but a lot so more much build up. Like, yes. <laughs> it was so like, much build up and like, so many fake outs that like it's crazy because you're like, oh, well, it's not going to be that or that or that. But then it's like, no, there it's going to be all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that because like it's like, oh, yeah, is this going to be just one of these things? And we're supposed to be like on high alert because of all of them. No, it's literally all of them. <laughs> that was my favorite kill purely because I was like, is it done? Is, that, <laughs> is she actually is something dead? else gonna go wrong? No. Then Alex has to show up and put his fucking DNA all over the knife and pull it out of her, and then go. Oh, I guess my DNA's everywhere. I Alex, run out of here. one of the dumbest people ever. Grabs the knife. His footprints are in the blood. The house blows up. 
<laughs> so everything's like cauterized. And Sean like, William Scott's like right outside and sees him <laughs> and he doesn't say anything to him. He just runs away and goes, Alex, like, what the fuck were you doing there? Why did you run out of that place as it exploded? It's hilarious because he should have been smarter than that because literally like, what, 20 minutes before that, he had just been fucking interrogated by the cops because yeah. he got picked up by them. <laughs> like... Just fucking be on alert, man. There's another thing that you have to worry about besides death, which is, I guess, jail. But what does it matter, I guess, if death is going to get you anyways? Yeah, that's very true. So then we already talked about Billy's death. Yeah. Very clean, simple, abrupt. Really, this is kind of like the trend that we're seeing, like fast and quick build up death, then very sudden death. Mm-hmm. Um, And then that's really kind of the last death. But I did want to say. The whole scene of Billy in the or sorry, Alex in the cabin Mm -hmm. and like he's like baby proof, death proofed this cabin. Barely. It's like what what gives you the impression that you have any ability to stop this? This thing blew up a plane from nothing like (laughs) it's literally death that we're talking about. This isn't like I'm going to outsmart the killer in the final chase scene. Like, no. You literally have to be death. Who kills everyone? Like the thing about it is that even if you outsmart him for five minutes, you're gonna die eventually. (laughs) It's like, uh, is this worth it? Looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. You're you're in a cabin in the woods. All it takes is a forest fire. That's not that hard for death. If death can kill someone with Listerine, (laughs) exactly. I was like, this is the worst safe room I've ever seen. There's nothing safe about this place. He literally is trying to start a fire in there, and he can't because the lighter doesn't work. And that's when he knows, oh, it must not be me. It must be fucking clear waters, (laughs) clear rivers, whatever. And then her whole thing, I'm like, this just seems extravagant. The way that death is going about this, I felt like it kind of lost me a little bit there. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. There's a bunch of there's wind, there's fire, there's electrical storms, there's fucking water. Like what? I I was more concerned about the dog than than anyone else. Dog's (laughs) not on death's list. Okay, take this bitch and let the dog go. But yeah, it was like, were you surprised then by the ending that like neither of her or Alex died? Did you think that either of them was going to or were you like, oh, they saved Carter. So now they're going to figure out a way to save those two. So. I understood the the rules are kind of weird. I mean, they, they do make sense. Also, the another stupid thing about that whole cabin scene is that it totally breaks the rules because he's like baby proof in this thing. But he is not next on the list. So I guess maybe he's doing it in the event he that he's someone next else on the list. Dies. But yeah, so she is saved. Then he gets electrocuted and then revived. So I guess that counts as intervention. Um, oh, I no, guess. No, no, yeah, no, no. he survives. But then that's why he's next in France. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's going to die. And then she intervenes on him. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing happens, and then Carter saves them. I was like, wait, that's not how it should work because that's a double intervention. Yeah, so but wouldn't it... wouldn't Carter? I'm assuming that Death assumed Carter was going to save him. Maybe, or it was like, fuck it, I'm going to take out all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck these bitches, I'm going to get them. Well, what's great is that, like, I think because. It gets Carter, and then the movie ends. So you're like, ah, oh, shit. 
And in the next one, it's so bizarre to me that like they decided to keep Claire around. I hate even saying it. I'm calling her Claire. And <laughs> then they got rid of Alex between movies. And there's like a fucking newspaper clipping that says he was hit on the head with a brick walking through the city. And I was just like, why? Did Devin Sawa like piss these producers off? No, the, he didn't. I don't know what happened, but my God, people have said, what if they bring him back for like the reboot? And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Then it's a requel. <laughs> it's a requel, baby. And these days you got to have a requel. <laughs> yeah. You know, I. The thing I was thinking about, because I knew he died in the second one, and, and that's all I remember. Like he's not it, even in it. So yeah, like it seemed like the premonition powers changed hands because then uh, uh, clear started seeing the premonitions. Um, I think it's like she she saw the bus. Well, she, yeah. So so everybody could. That's the thing in the second one that they kind of more reestablish the rules. I think so. It's more like everybody can see the clues. Oh, but like only one person has the pure straight visions. The difference, I think, main difference in the second one is that the main chick who has the visions keeps having new visions throughout oh. the movie, and then other people are still. They're like here's the kind of things like she'll see a vision and then they can look for clues based off of her vision. So they kind of change it every movie in one of them. I think it might even be the second one. It works backwards from instead of working forward. So I feel like the rules are pretty slippery in this franchise and like they can kind of move around a little bit, but it still is the same cohesive thing and it, it fits like it's not enough to make. Oh, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. It's like, whatever, I'll just take it. There's no rules that can contain death. You don't want to fuck with that Mac daddy. It is shocking, though, with how many movies these are, there are that this many people think that they can outsmart death. I got to tell you, if I saw a premonition, I'd go, well, I assume he's going to fucking get back to me <laughs> if I get out of this. So, like, it's going to be worse because now he's angry, right? We don't want to anger him. Let's just let it happen. Oh, uh, you know, what's the most shocking thing of the of this movie hmm. is that Alex is not arrested. They yeah. saved they they revived him, but that dude's DNA is still all over that person's house. The, the like, teacher, yeah. I mean, the teacher he should really be responsible for. So maybe <laughs> it's a good thing that he gets hit by a brick. But it is also really shocking to me that like at the end of the movie, they're like getting off a plane and they're in France. I'm like, I think that's one place I'd never go and <laughs> never get on a plane again if I were them, right? I don't know. It's like that facing your fears thing. No, not when death's after you. Because even if you fucking pass each other, what makes them think he's not just going to do it again next year or the see, next time you get on a plane? See, but th this is this is the 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 mistake of being the first movie. They don't know all the rules. Are like, oh, we beat death. You know, we that's true. We survived some things. We skipped some deaths, and like you know, so like we get, we got this. We know how it goes. That's true. <laughs> they don't know shit. By the third and fourth movie, they're like, they, it's amazing because they don't have to get this whole exposition of what's going on. They literally like, there's a scene where they're just like they're together and they're like, hey, I found all this online about these two crashes with people having premonitions. <laughs> And guess what? Everyone died <laughs> in like elaborate sequences after in the same order. So it's like they literally just get like the first half of this movie, like in one scene in the future, which is great. It's a, that's what you need to do. We don't need repeats unless they're like changing shit. Yeah, which is I guess sometimes interesting, but it's also like, I don't know, these people. I just feel like they're not really as I mean, I would be so stressed out either. I'd be in a fucking insane asylum in a padded room like clear eventually is. 
or I would I would be trying to kill myself. But again, worst franchise to be in because you can't even kill yourself. Can't even do it. No, I think it is the worst, like the highest mortality rate of probably any horror series. That's that's why death let Alex get off scot free so that death could kill him. He's like, I can't kill this guy in prison. Yeah, you know, so I'll just manipulate the cops or I'll <laughs> kill them and then everyone will forget about it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, this was a blast. So uh, we're going to come back next week with Final Destination 2 with um, the movie that is essentially responsible for all millennials being terrified to drive behind log trucks. It is crazy how much of an impression that movie has still made on me to this day. I will never drive behind any truck <laughs> holding anything, specifically logs. It's traumatizing. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, take care. And don't fuck with that Mac Daddy. Kimberly, look at me. Oh what did you see? There's going to be a huge accident. Everybody's going to die. Being alive after we were supposed to die, it caused a rift in death's design. Which means death could be coming for us. Bad feeling. It's not over yet. This is the second stop going through the Final Destination series, franchise, whatever you want to call it. We are talking about Final Destination 2, and what a sequel this movie is. We had a lot of fun with the first one. I barely remembered anything about the second one. Actually, I'll be honest. I only remembered the log truck scene. It's the most memorable part. Most memorable accident, I think, of all the movies for me. I think this movie is responsible for like the entire, we'll say the U.S., collectively having a fear of logging trucks. I would say a lot, too, like millennials. I would say we grew up with this movie, and this was like, like I thought this will definitely happen to me on the freeway at some point. It's like, even if even if people didn't see it, everyone saw the trailer. Yeah, and, that was that was all you that needed. Was enough. <laughs> yeah, those bouncing logs, which just to settle everyone else's anxiety, because it calmed me when I found out that the logs are CGI because real logs, they tried it. They won't bounce like that. So that <laughs> made me feel better because a lot of the the trauma of that scene is from the fucking log bouncing, going through the windshield and out the back of the car, just with all this explosion of blood. It's an incredible visual, but it's horrifying. <laughs> And I think about it every time I'm behind some big truck carrying something. Yeah. So I'm going to get this out of the way right now because I don't want to spend the whole conversation comparing it to the first one. This one, I think, is more fun and better than the first one overall. Me too. The one thing that it doesn't do as well as the first one is the diversity of kills. Yes. This one, this one, the kills are great. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them are very like sudden kills. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first one had, you know, drawn out kills, super sudden kills, out of nowhere kills. Like it had mm -hmm. some of those. This one is less diverse than that. But I love this movie. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of really fun kills. I kind of feel like I like the characters this time better. I think yeah. they're more, I like the group of characters that they have at least better. I feel like the characters in this do a lot less than the people in the first one, but in a good way. Yes, in a great <laughs> way. 
like the the first one they were just all over the spectrum it was yeah. really out of control <laughs> yeah it was a lot and you're just like i'm sorry like what like there's just it was a bit much but then they're all dead anyway so who cares but like <laughs> i feel like we actually get to spend a little bit more time with some of the characters in this one and like there's more humor for sure and yeah. i think like some of the characters like like i said i think this one has more endearing characters than the first one the first one you're kind of like i don't really care about any of these people <laughs> Like maybe yeah. the main guy, but that's it. And then in this one, you're like, oh, like some of these guys. Like I like the Rory guy, the like drug addict stoner guy. Yeah. He's hilarious. Uh, the only person I liked in the first one was Sean William Scott. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I just, I just assume he was dead. So I was like, I like the main guy. I think Devin saw also I just had a big crush on him since Casper, but he was like a good lead character. I felt like I mean, the girl's OK in this one, but I just think it, overall the cast of characters are better. Yeah, I do like Clear more in this one than I did in the yes. first one. The first I'm just one, gonna like, call her Claire. I can't get over it. <laughs> Claire's got some real creepy vibes to her in the first one. Yeah, she definitely like seems a lot more normal, even though she like starts this movie in an insane asylum. Um, but like, kudos to her for like being maybe the first person in the history of the world for at least a long period of time to have beaten death. See, this goes back to our conversation last time in the first one of of uh, the main guy, like locking himself up in a cabin. It's like, do, do you really think based off everything we've seen up to this point that you just putting yourself in a room, death can't pull an earthquake or a meteorite or something that's creative true. with water that's kind of his thing <laughs> yeah always something with water you'd think that should have been the like when they go through the list of things you're not allowed to bring in to see her because like she's like worried that anyone could harm her with like all these little things i think like number one should have been water that should have been the number thing number one thing on the list because that's like literally the true villain of all these movies is water if you think about Listerine it Listerine colored water it's always the fucking culprit it's doing something in in um and in, ugh. it's an integral part of fucking death's plan that's for sure uh, so let's get into this movie and we have to talk about the opening scene because yes. the opening scene way outdoes the plane crash i think this is i mean i don't remember any other ones so so far this is the best opening scene yeah um, I agree. I've seen the uh, others. I still think two is the best. I, I was confused though. Like the opening credits, they're doing that like interview and there's like that guy who knows everything. Yeah. And I'm it's like, like, he's, <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that the main guy from the first one? But then no, he died because a brick fell on his head. I don't so know the story <laughs> behind that. I can't imagine like what? Why? What an I, unceremonious way for the main, for the protagonist in the previous movie to die. <laughs> like, I kind of love it, though, that like, it's just like death was like fed up with this fucker. Like, I've tried to kill him in a number of fucking cool ways. I'm just over it. And so it's yeah. like, just going to fucking drop a brick on top of his fucking head when he least suspects it. <laughs> and he's like, that'll be easy. And then I'll just move on to somebody else. I think like death was like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> This fucker's just bothering me. I'm just going to fucking drop a brick on his head. <laughs> there has to be a reason that they're like, this has to be how he dies. Yeah. Like, and, it just seems so weird. Like, I don't know if like James Wong in like before he left, he's like, this is how the person dies. And contractually, this is how he has to die. And then yeah, the right, new director right, is right. like, I can't film that 
It's just going to come off like a comedy movie. Like he's walking. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people now have said that like it'd be perfect for him to come back in a new reboot of some sort or like, you know, a late sequel because we didn't see his death. So could have easily been maybe faked his death to try and fake out everybody and death. (laughs) <laughs> Although death should know if he, you're not actually dead. So maybe that's not a good cover up. <laughs> yeah. But I I mean, it could work. I don't know. Maybe he's been locked in his own little safe room somewhere. Maybe he's death. Maybe he's death now. There Ooh, we like go. Let's, let's, let's do really not creative you know, <laughs> ex- explanations. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I think like every... There's a lot of really like bad deaths in this scene where they're like... I think the plane crash happens a bit faster. So like I think the car crash, you really get to like spend time with each like victim as they die. Like it's more of like this person than this person. And and you just kind of go like from one shitty death to the other. It's just (laughs) dramatic. Yeah. And real quick before we go to that scene, I don't spoil anything for me because I don't remember. But like I want the opening credit guy to come back in a future movie of some explanation of how this guy knows the whole system. Yeah, I don't like, know. He, who that he like guy laid is. out the whole design. He's obviously recapping for the audience. Yeah. But I'm like, how how does this nobody know yeah. the whole thing? The mortician knows because he is death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this anyways. guy's just like some weirdo that they just picked up for the movie. Is <laughs> like this guy. No one will ask what how he knows anything. Maybe he outsmarted death in another movie that we're never gonna see. Well, they didn't think about me because I asked. But anyways. yeah, you're asking the important questions about Final <laughs> Destination. We're like th- 10 seconds into the movie. Let's move on. <laughs> also, one last thing. One of my favorite things, I think this happens in that opening interview, is they do the whole, you know, the plane crashes. And then one of the people from the crash that survived ends up dying. And he's like, that's a coincidence. Two coincidence. But the teacher and the other kid, that's not a coincidence. I'm like, you're you're calling two crazy deaths from the survivors. You're calling that coincidence. But the third, that's what puts it over the edge. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, this guy obviously isn't the most like nobody's sitting there going, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Although he is spot on (laughs) jokes on everyone else who thinks this guy's a total loony because he's just like, hey, I know the rules. But I mean, I think based on all these movies, the rules might change. But overall, you're fucked. Tends to be the main number one rule of this franchise. Well, this opening scene for me, it had everything. It had all the elements. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, first off, um, the biker girl flashing her tits. Yes. I don't I don't think any biker would actually do that. That's weird. Um, But everything else, I was all in. It had weed. It had check engine lights, it had drinking and driving, pregnant woman, lane splitting, cocaine, and the most important, coffee without a lid. It had, In the ev- had everything. <laughs> Who does that? What kind of animal drinks coffee without a lid in the car? This movie is clearly not uh, pro-police because, of course, they have the police officer without the coffee, the lid without a or coffee without a lid. The lid without the coffee. Then he'd be really fucking stupid. But either way, yeah. Especially with early 2000s cup holders. Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's going everywhere. This guy was going to get in an accident one way or the other that day. But, yeah, so it had all all the recipe. It had all the, the, the ingredients for a great recipe. And then the sequence happens, and it's just incredible. 
like mm-hmm. the the cop getting his what he deserves with the no lid just totally <laughs> cut in half by a log. What a wonderful scene with that <laughs> cutting out the back and all the gore like it's practical gore shooting out of there and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Just gorgeous. I think cars just be blowing up for no reason. <laughs> Lots of fire and explosions. Yeah. And then like some people's deaths, you're like, okay, well, at least that would be instant. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it's like others where the guy's like in the car and it's on fire. And he's like, help try to get out. And you're like, <laughs> God, that's fucked. And then it like explodes. Like, I just feel like the anxiety is like at an all time high for me throughout this entire, like even after the logs, which is so stressful. It's like, it just continues to get worse. Yeah, it's it like, like the most massive fucking pileup I've ever seen. It's like anyone who had a road trip planned before seeing this movie canceled their road trip. Like you fucking should. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely if like if anyone ever asked me to go on a road trip and be like, have you ever seen Final Destination 2? Yeah. No, no, thank you. <laughs> they haven't had one on a train, so I'll travel by train. And then did they go see clear before the lotto winner dies? Um, I don't know. I think it was after, right? Maybe. But yeah. Then we get the lotto winner dying. And that's, the... A, that's the first, like I would say drawn out death where like you think it's coming from a bunch of different places, but then it's one of those weird ones where like kind of like the teacher in the first one where they all yeah. kind of work together against him. It's kind of fun. I feel like a lot of the kills in this one was prototyped from the teacher kill in the in the first one (laughs) i think that just became the thing that was like synonymous with like fucking final destination was like the rube goldberg kind of death where it's (laughs) like that was what people really enjoyed i think that was really fresh in the first one and so like they really maxed out on that throughout these movies well and so far we are two for two on justified deaths. Well, I guess one of them didn't happen because it was a premonition. But the lotto guy totally deserved to die because before anything happens, he throws leftover pasta out the window. That That's was good a... pasta. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Put it in the fridge. What <laughs> he you... smelt it, didn't he? And he was like, oh, like yeah. he left that there. For he days. left it out. Yeah, out in the like, uh, not in the fridge. Yeah. You have to be responsible with your leftovers. Yeah. He's put not it, put it away. He's not. He deserved to die. He got what he deserved. I do wonder like why he didn't throw that in the garbage, though. It bothers me every time. I'm like, do people do this? I've never been in the city. He's and been an like, asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. And he had to go first. And it was like n- the cops didn't even have him in the room with the other victims when they were like explaining the whole thing. So like he was like in the other room with the other detective. Like, do I even need to be here? And that guy's like, ah, oh, you're fine. It's like, I bet like it would have been nice to have that fucking heads up. he might have been on the lookout for some weird shit Uh, they didn't have him in the room because he just won the lotto so you know rich people get away with anything true oh this also I want to ask you a question because I don't really think this is a spoiler but um, for the other movies does a blonde die every opening Hmm. because the blonde friend died in in the opening of this the 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 popular blonde in the plane that asked to switch seats, she died in the first one. So that's just something that stuck out to me. I was like, does a blonde die in every movie? Yeah. I don't or know about the opening. fourth one. I haven't seen the fourth one, but in the third one, yes. Hmm. And in the fifth one, I believe so, yes. 
I can't okay. remember, but I don't think I, I, well, I don't know. That's an interesting <laughs> question. I guess I never would have thought of it. It's like, Why, one- are you thinking that they're like targeting blonde people? Should I be worried? I'm noticing a pattern. That's all I'm saying. I already told you I'd be first to die in a fucking <laughs> horror movie, Jace. You don't need to add to my anxiety. We know. We know your strategy. As soon as people start dying in weird ways, you're done. You kill yourself. However, as we learn in this movie, I think one of the scariest sequences that I've always remembered since I was younger was like that guy. Um, I think his name's Eugene, the guy with the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't believe it. But then after the elevator death, He's like, fuck this shit and like takes the gun and like shoots himself like a bunch. But like they're all blanks. And I remember being like, that's terrifying because you can't even fucking kill yourself. That's my safety. That's that's... my last thing that I have in my pocket to save me from suffering. Moral of the story. Death is the ultimate gun control. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Honestly, I mean, if he could do that, he should be working on that. He He needs some help. So anyway, pasta guy dies, rightfully so. I, it's funny remembering bits and pieces of this, this franchise because when he put his hand in the garbage disposal, my mind was like, "Oh, this is gonna go off," and yeah. it did it. And so, like, I was like ready for that moment. And so I was like held on, and then everything just started going on fire. It's it's like really hectic, and it's yeah. like such such chaos going on that you're like, "Okay, where is it coming from? Like, is it this? Is it that?" And then when it does come, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like yeah. that was it was perfect for the ladder to finally just go straight through his fucking head. So on the plus side, he did die instantly. So that's true. And the first, um like the first notice that all of these breath, these deaths are going to be gruesome because we see the ladder go through his head, like watching the behind the scenes, they like made full on rubber molds of all of the people that die. Yeah. And like, they practically killed them. (laughs) I love the practical effects in this movie. It's just because they don't use them as much anymore that like when I see him, I just fucking go nuts because it looks so good. Yeah. Even so, if it's like, yeah, sure, it's, I guess it's not as real as some CGI now, but I feel like CGI just looks more fake anyways. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Like CGI, like gore movies, you can tell very early on, like, oh, this is a CGI movie. Yeah. And then like you kind of become numb to it because mm-hmm. you, you're like, yeah, this isn't real. This was super effective just with even this little thing of creating these these fake stand-ins and yeah. like seeing them get annihilated you're like oh yeah whoa. <laughs> i'm like dude fuck i'm just adding to my list of ever-growing fears with all of these movies they're just reminding me of like yeah you know i'm not usually like i'm not a big person of like oh, i love driving like i get a little anxiety driving but now i get way more because yeah. i'm just always ready for this <laughs> it was my takeaway from that that death was one Take care of your leftovers. Two, I'm really glad I like didn't go grow up on like the East Coast or Midwest where you have those fire escapes. Yes, like me too. Like growing up on the West Coast and in the suburbs, like there's no fire escapes. Like we yeah. we've never had fear of those ladders. No, but God knows if I come across one, I'm not fucking getting on there. <laughs> all right, so I in my notes I scored all the deaths with the big eye emoji and how many of them I put. And that's essentially how I scored him in my notes. So I gave this one big eye emoji death. Okay. It was, it was, 
I think it's because I thought he deserved it based off the leftovers. True that. But, <laughs> but it was surprising because you you're like, he's he he's gonna die at this point. No, he's gonna die at this point. And you're like, maybe he really is lucky. Maybe he's <laughs> yeah. gonna be the first one that just fucking gets away with this. But no. Well, <laughs> if there's anything we've learned from this movie and lost and probably some other things, if you win the lotto in a movie, it's never gonna be good. Or a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um next death. Yes. So I have a note here. Maybe you can help. Oh, wait. Nope. I was skipping ahead. Sorry. Um, so then I think we talked to clear and did we? He, oh, no, 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 no. The girl, the girl essentially learns all the rules of the game because like she, read some of the stories and the first thing that i thought was like the learning curve for the rules has dr drastically been shortened i told you it gets it by the third movie it's like a one second thing he's like hey i found this and this and this and this is what happened so that's what we need to know and you're like great it took <laughs> half the first movie because of course like they have no idea right they're trying to figure it out but but I love that they just cut it all down in the rest of the movies. They're like, what they do do, do do. Excuse doo -doo. me, I just said do do. We're uh, <laughs> I'm not. In I would say like they always add a little something to the rules, though, right? Mm -hmm. Or they try to change them a little bit by making things fresh. So this movie's like the main thing is like having a baby come into the world that would have died in the first accident, and also that death's working backwards. Which yeah. is a weird thing. Like, why is he doing that? But I guess it's death. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, and also that the baby is a giant MacGuffin. It doesn't, yes. ha it doesn't matter at all. It's never part of the plan to begin with. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> anyway, so then we get to, I call it the pigeon death. <laughs> and in my notes, I just say the, li the Listerine strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> That water is going fucking ape shit in there. And I'm like, just I think the the dentist office sequence where like he's the dentist is trying to like inject that stuff into him with the needle and the pigeons are hitting the window. I'm like, oh, my God, this would never happen. First off, this dentist must be like like had just gotten his license yesterday. <laughs> I swear to God, the way that things are run at this place and then the construction outside and the woman's on the phone like I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then the water's like exploding. There's a sparking fire by the fucking fish tank. It's just a nightmare. The guy turns I, on the fucking gas and then just walks out of the room. I had the exact same reaction. I'm like, this fucking dentist is way too casual about this pigeon scenario. Like, the he's been talking like, oh, God, these pigeons. It's been a thing for years since I opened my practice a <laughs> decade ago. Just pigeons breaking the windows and I have to replace them and it cost a fortune. I'm like... Death's not even a part of this kill. Like <laughs> these pigeons are assaulting this this dental practice. I mean, and like <laughs> the, the more times I rewatch it, like okay, so like when I first saw the scene, this like so they're there. It's the mom and the kid, right? The son, and they're next. The 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 hint is the pigeons, but like so before he goes into the dentist, when they call his name, he turns around to his mom and says, like. If they like what if they pull down my pants or whatever, like we're not we're not paying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like so out of nowhere. You're like, what? 
But the more that I fucking like watch this movie, I'm like, I feel like this this dentist would do that though. <laughs> like this is the like that actually wasn't that crazy to say. Like maybe it's also happened before. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. This dentist clearly is the worst guy ever. I mean, if this is a problem at this practice, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we we should do some research and see if in uh, you know, late 90s you know, 2000, if there was like some like mainstream sexual assault that happened at a dentist's office. Well, that's always been like an old thing. Well, like maybe that, maybe this is like where it started. I don't know. I get like, it. Cause these movies are kind of time capsules, you know, they really are. and like, I don't think about that really happening a lot now, but maybe that maybe it was. And they were like the first ones to do it. Kind of like they were the first bus crash or whatever. Hmm. But uh, I agree with you. I could see this dentist being a part of it, especially because he talks about these crows or pigeons breaking the window the same way I complain about my cats waking me up in the morning to feed them. Like, it's way too casual. Replacing a commercial window is a very expensive ordeal. (laughs) And like the way that the construction's going on outside the window, you're like, these guys don't know what they're doing. And then the fact that like they follow that up by by because like this whole thing is like a bunch of false things right it does end up it does end up being the pigeons but like you're like okay so it's the pigeons hitting the window then he has to do the gas stuff and then he leaves the gas going and then the fucking toy or squeaker thing (laughs) falls into his mouth and he can't breathe which is like really stressful but then the dentist shows up and like takes it out so you're like okay what the fuck and then when they finally get there, it's like he's outside and then the pigeons, which the kid's like, what is he, two? He's like, <laughs> pigeons, he's like runs off with them like a well, fucking child. He's like the, 13. Well, the best part is, is the main, the main girl and guy, they come running up and yeah. they yell pigeons in a terrified voice. And then the kid's response is <laughs> pigeons that's what i'm saying like they are so scared they're literally screaming like they're terrified and then literally like this happens he runs at the fucking pigeons and then the plate glass drops oh which like again these construction guys are the worst and it just flattens him practically so good that that shocked me i had no memory of that death yeah watching it by myself i was like whoa whoa and yeah, the practical giant mold that just gets totally collapsed like that. I gave that three big eye emojis in my notes. Yeah, it like, was incredible. That shocked me. And then I showed that clip to the wife and she was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, think I need to call in sick to work today. Like, <laughs> Dude, I get it. Don't ever show her that fucking opening scene unless you've seen it already. But yeah, uh, they uh the, the deaths are pretty good in this movie, I will say. I think they just stepped it up where, like, there's some that are, like, there's obviously, I think, two highlights in the first movie. But, like, I would say this one, like, every single death, like, it just kind of gets better and better throughout yeah. the movie for a while. Not necessarily. I feel like towards the end, I never really care about the deaths because it's always kind of weird or vague or, like, I don't know. But this one, like, I think it just ramps up with every death. They do a great job of placing deaths in the movie. Like they place the the really crazy ones early on because then they lock you in for the second half. Yes. So okay. Agreed. I now understand the note that I have 
and it's related to when we meet clear. They so pigeon death just happened, and then they drive up. They drive. They had met clear at this point, and they explain how everything is uh, working backwards for some reason. It, and she's like, "Fuck it, you guys are fucked. Maybe if yeah. you're lucky, you'll end up here with me." <laughs> Which yeah. like. I love that they're like, you have to help us. It's like, do I though? Like death is after me. And if I come back out there, he's already after you. It's just not a good thing. She's like, I got a pretty good gig here. Like I call, I call my own shots. I make the rules. I dyed my hair. This is, yeah, you know, I'm doing like good. <laughs> I've got my little collage over here. Like I'm fucking, they pay for Netflix. It's, Charlie it's, a, sweet, Day. it's a sweet gig, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's got her crazy ass fucking the like collage though. Like Charlie Day. And oh yeah. It's the, really the sunny. Conspiracy. Pepe Sylvia. That's what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> it is weird that she's like, I'm not going to help you when it's very obvious on the wall. I've been tracking all of this. Like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. But again, at this point, I'm like, just because death targeted me, do I have to help you out? <laughs> I think you can tell from where I am right now, it's not going to end well. So if you're lucky, you'll die. <laughs> I'm interested in politics, but I'm not a politician. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> but... <laughs> Anyway, so I laughed out loud when they pull up to the house and then the rear view mirror just drops and then it shows clear like she didn't drop the rear view mirror. So I'm like, wait, did death or the opposing force of death? Yeah, they just we don't know the rear view mirror so we can see clear. <laughs> I don't know. But I think my favorite thing that clear does is and I'm going to say Claire. I can't believe I said clear. But I think my favorite thing that she does is that she brings them back to the fucking uh, morgue to see <laughs> Mr. Death, Dr. Death. And he is chipper. He's he chipper is, in this he movie, is isn't he? He's feeling good. He's, he's not nearly as intense. He's just like, oh, y'all are back. Okay, I know. What's up? And I, I love that they're like, so wait, how do you know this guy? <laughs> they're like, wait, who the fuck is this dude? And he's like speaking in riddles. They're like, <laughs> and, and I love that she's just like, Ali Lard is just like, you know what? Just fucking tell me. Okay. <laughs> I've done this. I Nothing worked. It doesn't work. Like, what do we do? And he's like, oh, he's working backwards. It's like, <laughs> what do you know? Just tell me. And it's like, still, we don't get much. But he's having a fucking ball. And it's always good to see Tony Todd. Maybe he was excited because this time they didn't break into the the morgue, except it is weird how they could just get in there. So maybe they did break in. I feel like she went into like the back cave look like entrance that like he probably comes in. But it looked like weird. I was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, So (laughs) what's the next death? So. Well, I was going to say, so the idea of the, the the reveal of the kid so is the idea essentially like if someone has a kid, if someone on the list of the design, if they have a kid while being on the, the, the like if they were supposed to die and they lived and then not only that, but they like had a child that would never have existed if the original bef- thing had taken place, then yeah, yeah they think that like that's that the would cheat skip. code. They think that's the the cheat code yeah that, that doesn't skip that full-on cancels the design i don't know i think <laughs> i'd be like watching with fucking like i would have eyes on the back of my head for the rest of my life and like all over the place because i'd be like just because i have a kid i mean he could just be laying dormant just waiting <laughs> and then he's like gonna take out the kid and then me like you know what i mean yeah. i would rather him just take me out i don't need this <laughs> life of like always like being nervous <laughs> 
I did love the scene when um, they were filling up the the car with gas and clear starts seeing everything. And I just <laughs> loved I loved the progression. It was like, OK, uh, I wrote this down in order. So possible deaths at the gas station, electrical wires, propane tanks, someone on a ladder. Dogs. Like just a dog walker. The guy on the ladder, though, you're like, (laughs) I love it. She's like, it's like, can you just wait five minutes to do that? Like when we're not here, like, can you please just not do that in front of me? Because he is, it's like shaky. He's like, looks up there, like, oh, oh." (laughs) don't do it, dude. And there's like fucking yeah, electrical. There's dogs. It's like, it's just a. She knows, like, literally at this point, after the brick, she's like, it could be anything. (laughs) I just. I thought it was funny that it was it wasn't a stray dog. Yeah. It was somebody it was a dog walker. Like they were all in leashes. Yeah. Like they were just it was just like ro- rover doing their job. <laughs> it was like you you could kill us all. <laughs> I mean, honestly, literally anything could kill you at this point. I guess. It's just a weird, you know, uh process. if a brick had killed my boyfriend, I would <laughs> yeah. be stressed out if I saw a dog too. That's true. If if you're if the guy had survived everything up until this point and then dies from a brick. Yeah, I'm know. looking for all the okay. stupid shit out there. But I do like that this movie pays more attention about the clues and how like everybody can see them, not just like the one who has like premonitions. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like they actually like use that a bit more in this movie i think and that's why it becomes such a thing later on Mm -hmm. but like i like that because it it, it's a bit better i do think it's weird that the chick continues to have premonitions like full-on visions i think it's the only one of the movies that the character has like multiple premonitions in the movie i did put a note of that this is the first movie where somebody had a premonition of not the next immediate death. Mm-hmm. Like she had a premonition of the ending of the movie. Yeah. Not the next death. Yeah. Which so is really like, weird. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to all of them getting together at the apartment. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens there. I thought it was just really funny that the, um, I call her the, the, the posh, the posh girl. She does she, look a lot like Posh Spice. She gets real frustrated just with trying to duct tape the outlets. And she's like, I need a smoke. Like she, like, she can't handle duct tape. <laughs> I love it. That would be me, though. Well, also, like, just think of the anxiety of knowing that, like, you're on death's list. I mean, technically, we're all on death's list. But, like, and that stresses me out. But to know that, like, that death, death now has a vendetta against you. Like, I would be stressed smoking, like, 18 cigarettes at a time. Yeah. Well, and then I have a note that I can't remember what it was related to. It just says uh, the police officer is quite the outdoorsman. Oh, because he has all those crazy things in his apartment, like a right. snowboard yes. and like he has like or he has like a fucking skis and like all those the like, canoe weird... hanging. Yeah, up. he has yeah, like a, yeah. yeah big like boats and like fucking power <laughs> things. I don't know. But I'm it just was... like bow and arrows and shit. I'm like. Who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Don't they live in fucking like New York City? (laughs) Where is this guy going? See, this is why we we have to talk about this together because I have these notes that I'm like, in the moment, I don't remember this. I need to elaborate on my notes, but you got me. Okay. I got you. I've seen this movie about a billion times. I know exactly what you're talking about. Then we get the elevator death. And I also was like, dudes just be sniffing women in these elevators. Like, but that death was 
was pretty gnarly. I gave it two big eye emojis. You want to know a fun fact about that death? Only if it's fun. It's fun in the way of like, I never want to go on an elevator again because it actually is based on a real life death of someone that died that way. Really? It says that someone who was a surgical resident at a Houston hospital was decapitated by a malfunctioning elevator in 2002. So only a year before this movie came out. That's like kind of disrespectful. Or maybe they're paying homage, I guess. I don't know. But it says that the doctor's shoulders were pinned by the doors, which then allowed the ceiling to slice off most of his head as the elevator continued to move up. Jesus. Just like Nora, which I was like, yeah, when they have her head there, I love it. Like, they're like, I mean, I'm like, do we pull or push? I don't know, like, (laughs) what's going on here? And she's just like, oh, my God. It's like, and then they just like finally are like have her body without the head. Like, (laughs) I mean, that was just a really good death. And I love it's like the man with hooks is going to kill you. And then like. It's funny because like it's almost like the warning is what causes the death because then she panics and then her hair gets stuck and then it starts the whole thing. Yeah. So like almost sometimes maybe if we didn't warn each other, we might just be okay. (laughs) (laughs) If we just let life happen. Yeah. uh, I mean, the dude was sniffing her. So that guy was horrifying. I wish he had died too. Unapologetically sniffing her. Yeah. I know the way like the the other guy like looks at him like, what the fuck? And he's like. (laughs) what like you don't do this like he kind of like gives it to him like what we all do this come on plus it's like that guy does have like a box full of like arms with claws like i would anticipate this he's guy definitely being a, a serial weirdo. killer yeah. definitely if there's any like stereotype that's been created over the last you know 20 something year longer it's only serial killers sniff hair or carry mannequins or man- mannequin parts, not even the full mannequin. I think that's a bigger red flag <laughs> that it's just the arms and then a bunch of hooks. <laughs> like, what is this guy going to do with these? Probably so, masturbate, just guessing, but with a hook, they yeah. call that the stranger. Ew, but uh... <laughs> they call that fucking, I don't know. Bring me Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, the Captain Hook. That's yeah. better. Then we get two of my favorite lines in the entire movie because they're just hilarious. The first one is you have Posh Spice saying after watch, you know, after seeing this person get decapitated, she's like, can we can we go find the pregnant woman now, please? Like, yeah, I love that. Appropriate response. This movie's way more fun than the first one. It's not as dark and heavy handed. There's no memorial service. No one's mourning anything this yeah. whole time. It's just like, oh shit, we got to move on to the next one. <laughs> or it's like, let's make a funny joke about everyone dying. Like it's, it's, I, I enjoy that. I like yeah. the fun tone. Well, and then it cuts to the, to the pregnant woman. She's arrested by the police officer. Yeah, I love that. That her water breaks and he starts yelling at her. And she's like, no, you can't do this to me. (laughs) Like That he has to drive her. (laughs) I was like, no, you can't do this to me. (laughs) I did love that part. Because, yeah, I would be the same way. I'd be like, dude, I am not about to have this baby in a fucking jail cell. (laughs) Like with you fucking delivering it. And that's perfect to threaten him with. It's good. So then what's uh, the next ones? Is that the ones that, when they're at that? So, like, then, so then we get the barbed wire death. That one and scarred I, me for life when I was younger. And I was going to say, this is the one mo- like scene in the movie where like I'm like, whoa, this is actually like an emotional scene because you get the druggie talking about like 
don't tell my mom, you know, flush It'll... my or get burn my porno and flush my drugs. I don't want to break my mom's heart. And you're like, wow, and I'm this like, guy oh, my God, <laughs> I love this guy. I, I'm telling you, I think he's one of my favorite characters in the whole series because like he's the only one that like. I mean, it's it's just most of the time you're like, I'm not going to get attached because we all know that literally they're all going to die. That's the whole point. But I really was attached to this guy. And I was like, maybe he'll make it. Yeah, <laughs> I loved him. He was so much fun. And then, yeah, he gets that nice emotional moment. They don't have a fucking second to ever do that, though. So the sad part about it is that I always think about is like his mom probably did find all those things. Yeah. Because they're busy worrying about the next death. I mean, it was a sweet thing to think about and to ask about. And it gave, gave an emotional moment. But it's also like, you know what? That's a little bit selfish, man. We've got a lot of shit to do, okay? As soon as you die, then it's we're up next. Like, sorry. But like, sure, we'll try and make it by your apartment. <laughs> it's just kind of a silly thing to ask at that moment. Like, in normal life, yeah. But in this moment where you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to take time out of worrying about where I'm going to die. Okay, well, sure. Well, and call me jaded. Um, I was more so concerned about the firefighters because they definitely killed Posh Spice. Like they set off the airbag that then pushed her head back into the spike. And I was like, that's maybe I'm jaded. That's a liability. Someone is suing the state for, for that. <laughs> totally. Sorry, ever since you said maybe I'm jaded twice, I'm like, the regular exclusive <laughs> Renee and jaded. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like oh, it. That sounds like a segment we need yeah, to have. <laughs> I like it. Jade, Jace is jaded. Jaded Jace. But yeah, the, the barbed wire death was, it reminded me a lot of uh, Sean William Scott's death. Like, it just kind of happened. Yes. Like there is no there's no sort of like teasing or like lead up to it. It's just like boom, boom, you're cut in half or in three pieces this three time. Pieces. It was a lot. And it just it scarred me for life when I was a kid just because of the way that you're like, oh, maybe he didn't get hit. Oh, God. No, he did. <laughs> he got hit really bad. Like three fucking. Oh, my God. It's really upsetting. And I felt bad because I really liked the guy. So that one always stood out to me in this movie. That's like the one death that was like burned into my brain. Outside of like the original uh, disaster. Yeah. So then we get to the end, the hospital. And the one thing that I took a note of is with what's the motorcycle guy's name? You say Eugene? Yes, Eugene. So he's in the room uh, with the ventilator. And the one note I took of is, okay, death has upped their skill set. Okay, they did electrical and they did plumbing in the last movie. Mm-hmm. Now they've added HVAC mm-hmm. and just straight up telekinesis. Like they're closing the air vents and then oh, the just, wind. Yeah, then they're just moving carts. The wind <laughs> is death, though. Like in all the movies, it's like when they're talking about death and then there's like a scene of like really strong breeze and you're like, oh, he's listening. He knows that that's him. Like it's yeah. like the wind is death. So like, Things like telekinesis is clearly a strength because he uses the wind to do a lot of shit. But if you shut off the vents, there's no wind. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is it's supernatural wind. So It's, te- it's telekinesis. It's telekinesis. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's death. He literally can do anything. Um, that, that death was surprising, you know, because the guy dies. It looks like he was he's out in the open. He's good to go. And then also clear 
goes in and then clear abruptly dies. So we got we got a twofer with that. Yeah. Death was like, oh, well, two for the price of one. I can't take I, that's you can't beat those odds. Got to do it. <laughs> also. That was a giant fucking baby. Really big. That was not a fresh out the womb. Like, yeah, that's like a typical thing, though. I feel like, especially older like movies and stuff. Like until the later two thousands, like around the two thousand tens, did they start getting more realistic? But for a long time, they'd be like giant, like nine month old babies. You're like, that woman's vagina must be just destroyed. Did that thing cut her in half? Like, it's like, like the fucking alien baby coming out. It's like Stewie on Family Guys. Like, I just walked out of there. <laughs> Walked right out of there. <laughs> but yeah, that, that baby was enormous. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, you know, based off the practical bodies that they used for deaths, they could have made just a small practical jelly baby, but not like this, mm. I don't know, two month old thing. Like eh, <laughs> They were like, it's cheaper. We'll just get that. I did love though, that they, that they did the whole thing of, we should have known that she was never part of the plan because she never interacted with any of these people. And so when they came in, they're like, oh, thank God. She's like, who are these people? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I was like, I mean, I, I get it. But it's also like, we didn't see her in the crash at all. We assume, or they assumed. They and, assume. But and like, then yeah. she had a third premonition, which was also weird. It's like, okay, you have a premonition of what you're going to do. But then you also have a another premonition of what happened after the premonition that you previously had happened. Yeah. Which is someone didn't die. I thought all the premonitions were related to people dying and you have a premonition of someone not dying. They got <laughs> a little bit weird by the end. Yeah. I don't know. The premonition, like the rules and stuff kind of weren't that clear. I think these movies just kind of taper off in general towards <laughs> yeah. the end. Cause you're like, eh, I don't care as much. Like I just assume like whatever. I'm here for I just the think kills. it's always, yeah, and it's always more fun on the lead up to it. I find that like the first three quarters of these movies are always my favorites. And then sometimes the twist ending, surprise ending, like this movie, I think is a nice, fun surprise ending. Yes, this movie has my favorite ending, I think, ever. R.I.P. Brian. Which I was like, the first few <laughs> times I watched this movie, I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? We already killed the kid, right? <laughs> I just love... How out of nowhere it comes. It makes no sense because he was never, or I guess the, the, cop, is, yeah. the cop intervened. Because so he was now... going to die when the other two people, the guy got split by the fucking thing and then the chick yeah. in the van. So Yeah. But... I love that. And then he just explodes <laughs> on the fucking, like with the grill. Brian! <laughs> it's like, and then the movie Brian! ends. <laughs> I always think of Family Guy yeah. with like, Brian! Brian! <laughs> but the fucking like arm landing on the table like it's so good and then just the oh fuck like fuck it's back so much fun and that's what i love is that i think a lot of these movies really continue that fun ending kind of a thing this movie like kind of does it but like or i guess the first one does too because it ends on a surprise kill too but it's kind of like you assume it's coming but this one i feel like you're like i don't even remember who the fuck this kid was so it's like really out of nowhere I didn't realize he was a part of this. Yeah. I and how like... did they know these people? Did they talk to them? I don't remember how they even became friendly. That's uh, her relative or something. It's the main girl's like family friend or relative. Weird. Okay. I guess I got to watch it again. I th 
I, I'm pretty sure that's like her uncle and that's like her cousin or well, nephew or something. I don't know. But yeah, either way. this movie, it really, in a weird way, skillfully tri- like goes off of the horror tone of the original and mm-hmm. then adds humor to it. And then at the end, it slaps you in the face. This was a horror comedy the whole time. Here we yep. go. <laughs> this is where I think the the whole series really transitions. The first one is more horror than comedy, but this one, it has more like weird comedy where you're like, <laughs> I don't know if this was intentional, but I'm laughing and I love it. But this one, I feel like really is like, let's have fun. So the third one is also directed by the guy who did the first one, but it's great James because... Wong. Yes, not to be confused with James Wan. And it also like has a lot of the fun vibe of this movie though. So I'm excited to to for the next stop on our list. All right. Well, I'm excited for the third stop on our way to the final destination. And we will see you next week when we get there. So watch uh number three. We're gonna have a good time. We have to get off of here. <laughs> No, don't push the button! Don't, don't push the button! Hey, we can call your mother. Hey, everything will be taken care of. Tapping before, I found out about this high school French class. They went on a trip to Paris. When they were boarding, the kid had a vision that the plane was going to explode. Just like you did. Man, you read into this shit like them damn urban legends. Wait, are you guys saying that death is like a person? Three people have died. <laughs> this picture shows how he died. After them, we're next with these pictures of us in there. On our third stop to our final destination, we're talking about Final Destination 3. And I gotta tell you, I did not remember this movie like being as big of a hit as the first two, Mm -hmm. but it was. This is the highest grossing uh, box office of the first three. Wow, that's impressive! Yeah. I mean, the second one didn't break a hundred million. The first mm-hmm. one did. This one was a hundred and eighteen million worldwide. Well, that's interesting because it's the same director back from the first one, so maybe he's the key. Maybe, but this this installment in the franchise, which I had never seen before, um, I really this is your first time watching this one. First time, I loved it. Wasn't it the like just great? <laughs> it was so good. Uh, I mean, the opening. It was really interesting. The roller coaster shit is crazy. Really good. It plays on exactly what your fear of like heights, but also like the thing breaking and like there's so many feelings and sounds on a roller coaster that like make mm. you think it's already going to break. So like. It's just perfect. They really nail it. So I was thinking about this opening and like, I think this is maybe the best opening. Really? Even more than the car crash. Yeah. You mean the log truck? Yeah. But I mean, the car crash, the car accident from the first or second movie. That whole opening disaster. It's like the car crash, plane crash, and now we're. So, yes. And here's the reason why. And I think it's very much because of. Uh, our age, like when these movies came out. So the first movie is The Plane. And that's a very relatable fear, fear, I think, to most people. Like, oh, what if the plane went down? And then they went on that. Yes. The log truck and that whole crash thing, 
I think that was something that maybe not very many people thought of. Like that wasn't a fear of like, oh, a log truck. And then it became everybody's fear. I mean, I've always been nervous behind anybody (laughs) carrying anything in the fucking on the road. So that's true. But also like when these movies came out, we were not driving yet. That's true. This one, I think, is the best opening because all of us had been on roller coasters at that point. That's an interesting, interesting point, actually. I never thought about it that way. And like the the whole sequence of like things not being secure, like the arm, the 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 straps or whatever it's called that hold you down, like those flying up. Like, yeah, I've definitely thought about like, what if these just stopped working? And then like when they got stuck on the loop and then like Mm -hmm. you're just hanging, I was like. This is terrifying. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, they really nailed the roller coaster thing. They hit all the high points of like, I mean, literally and figuratively, though, like all the little things that you would think about or have a fear about. They literally hit every single thing on the list. And, <laughs> and in my notes, I wrote specifically, this is the most horrific opening because all of the other openings have like happened in a flash. Like really quick. This was like drawn out over the ride. Like things started shaking. mm -hmm. People were flying off. People were trying to catch other people. And then they hit the loop at the end. Yeah. Like it's just a whole lot of stuff. It's like, oh my God. (laughs) I know. And it's like, it's really just insane to me that like, I think this movie is like the where I would say after this movie is where the series changes a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I think three really nails the same, like, it takes the high points of one and two and, ro- like, fucking just rolls with it. It's really fun. But, like, that opening sequence is just as, like, horrifying as the first two. Yeah. If not more. Because it is also something that, like, everybody has probably been on a roller coaster. Even if you're not scared of it, though, I think that the like, the fears that they play into are, like, easily accessible for most people. Yes. For sure. Right? You're like, oh, fuck, that would be horrible. <laughs> or, yeah, I've had that thought one time. I mean, I think about all of these things every time I've ever been <laughs> on a roller coaster. So, but I know, you know, I'm, I obviously have anxiety. So that's probably <laughs> why. But I mean, I just felt very seen by the main chick, Wendy, in the first scene. I'm like, that's me. I'm like, hey, guys, yeah. I, I don't, I don't trust anything here. Look at these like high teenagers operating these rides. Okay. <laughs> First yeah. off, that's your number one clue that like this is not the most safe place to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the scary thing is that this isn't even the most horrific thing that happens in this movie. There's another kill that is deeply horrifying. Yeah. There's, uh, I would say they continue to just ratchet, rack up like really horrifying deaths one after the other. Like, even if they're quick or they're drawn out, like they're very, they get really graphic, I would say, compared to some of the other ones. I mean, the other movies are graphic for sure, too. Mm-hmm. But I think this one really like turns it, it up adds, a notch. I think it's because it also does add a bit of CGI versus the first two really don't have too much. Mm-hmm. This one adds a bit more, but I think it still has like enough of the practical effects and the practical deaths and stuff that yep. it's not overwhelming. Yep. Uh, before we get into the, uh, into the kills, I I just have to say, um, God bless Mary Elizabeth Winstead. 
she is giving a real performance in this movie. And like everyone else is just like, you know, this is just like a, a horror movie, right? And she's like, no, this is, I, this is, I'm going to do this. This I is felt, my moment. Yeah. I mean, I love, well, like, one of the things that I love about watching horror movies, especially older ones, is when you get to see like actors and actresses who are like huge now, but like when they first start out. And like a lot of the times they're doing great shit in these like shitty B movies or like the third final destination. But like, I personally think the main characters in this one are the most likable and like the ones that I actually cared about the most out of all the entire series, I would say. Yeah. I mean, she is easily my favorite protagonist yeah. of all of all the movies. Like Totally. But I think I, that the the guy, which Ryan Merriman is the actor, I'm obsessed with him. I told you this before because of, I mean, if you grew up on the Disney Channel like I did, <laughs> you know this guy from a, Smart House was when he first, I think the first one he was in, and then Luck of the Irish when he turns into a leprechaun. It's good shit. <laughs> and I just, I thought this guy was going to be everywhere back then. So I was so excited to see him in Final Destination 3. I don't know what he's up to now, but I thought he was also really great and they had good chemistry. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they were all really good. And then the surprise appearance that did not expect uh, Amanda Crew from silicon valley she's like one of the main the main characters in that show silicon valley mm. she's the sister of wendy oh yeah yeah she's been in a bunch of stuff too yeah like she's definitely like a that chick where i'm like oh i've seen her in a ton of shit but i just can't name it off the top of my head so that's a good call out she she's great in silicon valley so when i saw her i immediately recognized her I'm like silicon valley girl nice and, yeah and i think i've mentioned this to you before but um, Tony Todd is in this movie only as voiceover. Is he the voice playing... at the train at the end? <clears throat> no, um, actually, I don't know about the train, but he's the voice at the beginning of the ride. The devil oh, ride. Okay. Yeah. Well, at the end, when he was like, this is the last stop. I was like, is that? Could be. Is that I him? Mean, they had him in the booth already <laughs> doing it. I would not be surprised, but he definitely did the beginning. I miss seeing him again but you know i feel like at this point they're just breezing past the mm. even like figuring out what the plan is and how to defeat it because like there's no need for it anymore we're on the third final destination everything's on the internet apparently <laughs> they just cover it in one scene that was <laughs> that was one of my notes i'm like everyone from the previous movies is dead who is documenting all of the rules online <laughs> like it was just that's what i'm saying they're just like streamlined the whole thing even more than like the last movie. Like the last one, they were like, they had some random guy explaining the rules on the news TV. or something. This, they'd like, we don't even need to do that. Just the the main guy, he knows the rules. We're just going to Google it. My question is like, okay, I get it. If it's like, I think the information you can glean from the internet would be pretty straightforward if it's like, okay, yeah, this guy had a vision and he saved eight people. And they all got off, but then they all died, even though like they were all like, so that's the information I think that would make sense. Yeah. But I don't know how they figure out about they died in the order that they would have, because <laughs> who's talking to the press about this? It has to be some conspiracy theorist on Reddit. It must just... be. <laughs> or I guess we don't know necessarily what happened to the two characters from the second one the cop and the chick they never die that's my big question the last one ends with brian blowing up brian brian. <laughs> 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 and 
and, and then like just nope we're not even going to revisit that All it's right, like uh, oh, okay <laughs> assuming that those people are going to get theirs but what's interesting is actually the original plan for this movie was to end it on the subway just like they do but wendy would already be with her sister and with uh the guy and that the two people who would then get on the train were the two characters from the second one the cop and the girl and the girl was supposedly going to be like oh wendy's cousin and it'd be oh. like oh hey and then they're all together so then they all would have crashed and died <laughs> so then death really just was like let's combine this shit and i think i guess it tested poorly or something like people didn't like that ending uh, i kind of like it because it wraps up the stuff from two i don't yeah. think they're i think it's totally fine i mean i don't know yeah I guess I don't really care either way because it's basically the same ending. Just it would be nice to know what the fuck happened to those two. I mean, did they also get hit by falling bricks? Is this what happens if you defeat death enough times? He's like, fuck it. Throw in a death or a fucking brick from space. We're blowing up Brian and then I'm just going to kill you some other way. Yeah. Something stupid to make you embarrassed. <laughs> so uh, one last thought that I had on the roller coaster die deaths. So that when it actually happens after the premonition, I just had a thought. I was curious if you agree. Jason is a bad boyfriend and he deserved to die. hundred percent. He doesn't sit next to Wendy. Yeah. And then Number when one Wendy, failure. And then when Wendy's like having a full blown panic attack, he's just like, you figure it out. I'm going to, I'll meet you after I go on the ride. Like, <laughs> I she's know. like freaking out and he doesn't even go over to like help her. He's like, I'm in the front row. I can't, I can't miss this. Well, <laughs> like, he's trying to, he does try to get off. He's like, Hey, that's my girlfriend. And then for some reason, the guy who operates like the, the only adult there who like comes out of the back and he's like, he, he says to them, all right, nobody gets off just the back. But I'm like, why would he say that? Like you can't get off. Is that the rules? Yeah. And then the kid in front is literally yelling. Like the boyfriend's like, Hey, can, can somebody let me off? That's my fucking girlfriend. I need to get off. I need to get off. And they're like, sorry. And then <laughs> the button. So technically he's, he did try, but I think like, I mean, maybe he's just too scrawny, but like, if he really cared, he could have tried to rip that fucking seat thing off. Maybe he was, uh, too distracted by the jock randomly backhanding the girl <laughs> that was great he's like that reaction was so over exaggerated it was just like he just pulled his arm away and then bam <laughs> like what yeah i know it's just funny i feel like they they did a really good job with this one where like the exact events of like how they end up getting off the play of uh, the not the plane wow but the, the roller coaster is like very similar, even with like a fight starting in the middle of it to yeah. the original. It's the same kind of same exact gotcha. thing and the same amount of people get off too. nice little callbacks. All right. So let's get in. Let's get to the deaths because that's why we're all that, here. That's why we're here. Um, so the tanning beds. Starting this off is, with the goat, I think <laughs> they really blew their load right off the top yeah first death i mean sometimes it's usually a good one or it's like drawn out or something because it's the first one to go but mm -hmm. i find that this one just is equal parts awesome and hilarious and scary <laughs> it's horrific like yeah like if you that's think about a it nightmare 
Like this mm-hmm. is easily the most horrific death in the entire franchise. Oh, 100%. I mean, slowly burning a like burning to death stuck in a fucking tanning bed. It's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> At least one of the girls, I think like gets electrocuted or something or like cuts when she cuts the glass, but like I don't know. It, either way, they're both really drawn out like burning and screaming for a very long time. I'm sure they wish they had died instantly on the fucking roller coaster. Yeah. Well, and that was one of my thoughts when we first see them. I was like, "Oh, these two are dying on the roller coaster because they look like the the cool the popular girls in the first one." Yep. Like, totally. They're dying. So then when they lived, I'm like, "Oh, well, that's a that's a wrench." It's like he saved them just to kill them in even an even worse way. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've I've kind of just I mean, we're on the third one now and I do kind of feel that majority of the time you might want to just stay on the whenever the thing is it's going to crash yeah because the first death usually not always there's some small instances where it's worse if they die on the original incident but i would say nine times out of ten you might just want to sit there and just wait for it because it's going to be better than whatever the fuck death has planned for you later on i also thought it was funny that they were like uh they're like what music should we play they're like uh Britney or Celine. Ugh. We have to be like the coolest customers they have. And then they, I thought it was funny. They both put their headphones in and they pick roller coaster of love. I was like, so Britney and Celine are lame, but we're going to listen to roller coaster of love. Like I will say roller coaster of love is a fucking banger. (laughs) That is a wonderful song. I love that song. I think this movie like made me really appreciate this song. But like, do you know the trivia behind it? Why it's an interesting choice is because, because of the roller coaster and the previous. Ha, 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 scene. No, but <laughs> that's just them being like, ha ha, get it. Uh, I was going to say the actual fun trivia behind that. And I'm, I think this is just a rumor. I don't think it's actually true. But there was always like this rumor that the scream that's heard in the background of Roller Coaster of Love is like real audio of a woman being murdered. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I so never know that. When you hear the screams in the background; they do sound like blood curdling. They're like terrifying. Yeah, and so that was like I don't know. It could just be another urban legend thing. I don't think it's actually true, but um, I just thought that that was a little fun thing. I'm like <laughs> it literally, like it sounds like there's someone dying in the song. It's a perfect song to choose. <laughs> but yeah, the tanning bed death is like holy fucking shit. These guys aren't playing around. <laughs> yeah, and. It's like yeah. my favorite in the whole franchise, I think, because it's I think, the worst. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's the best death in the entire franchise because a lot of the deaths up to this have been pretty quick. Or if they were drawn out like the first death with the teacher in the first movie, like it wasn't really that scary. It was more like funny. Like, how, where, how does this end? This exactly. is like, can we please stop this? Because this is horrific (laughs) this is like death fucking tortured these girls like what did they do you know (laughs) if anyone deserved to be tortured in death i think it deserves it's frankie that guy with the fucking video recorder i hate that guy but i will say frankie cheeks yeah fuck (laughs) that guy first off though or sorry not first off last thing i'll say about the tanning bed deaths is that probably one of my favorite film transitions of all time of the shot of the two tanning beds on fire. And then it just cuts instantly to the two 
graves next side by side. And mm. it's just perfect. <laughs> so good. And I do think it it doesn't quite make sense, but like they did it for the shot. So perfect. But like, why yeah. are these two girls being buried together? It seems weird. They're not family. <laughs> That's right? true. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't actually make sense in the context of like the world that they're in. But like, sure, it, it was a great shot. I'm okay with making that jump. Maybe they were melted into together. it melted into the tanning beds. Mm, and so they had to. So they're like, we we just we're burying you in the bed. The the, yeah. the tanning bed is your coffin. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, it might save money. You never know. <laughs> also, we got on display um, introduced in the last movie. Death has some HVAC skills. So he uses that. liquid and wind. Those are two <laughs> things. And he loves to go for the HVAC because they always have these convenient signs that say, like, can't go over this degrees or whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. always like 20 away from whatever they're at right now. So you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that death, I it get, I gave it five out of five stars. I thought it was it was great. Agreed. Uh, the next death. I don't even actually totally remember, but I gave it one star. It was the truck death. Oh, really? Uh, I, the drive through Frankie G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. So here's here's my little confusion. Death seems to be playing loose with their own rules, which I guess they're allowed to do. Um, but there's two times in this movie where somebody is supposed to die in whatever order, but they seem to not die because that's part of the design. So like, for example, with the truck death, if Wendy and Ryan were just like, Hey, this is how we go. Then they get killed in, in whatever cheeks, uh, Frankie cheeks, Frankie cheeks. He lives. So, Death's design. I think he would have died still. Maybe. It but was their car engine, no matter what. I think they would have gotten maybe smashed as well. But like, I think it was more just like, I'm here for Frankie, but like, if you guys are going to be like that, then sure, I'll take you too. But that, that breaks kind of the death. rules because then he kills people out of order. Yeah, but he's okay with doing that. Sorry, they're okay. I like how you didn't gender death. Well, um, I, call, I called him a he also, so I it mean, seems more likely it's a he. Yeah, just a sadistic fuck. But hey, sadistic <laughs> women exist. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I will say, I think that death, like it doesn't really matter to death in any way. <laughs> if you think about it, regardless of whatever rules that supposedly they have, it really like just comes down to like, even if you get skipped, it's coming back for you. Like there's no escape is the thing. So I don't think he's like too worried about it. He's like, oh, I'll get him next time. Maybe death is the one that's intentionally documenting this stuff on the internet so that people maybe. get it wrong. Yeah, maybe. I mean, honestly, the thing is, is that like they might adjust the rules. Like I said, I think in the first one, I was like, the rules kind of change a little bit slightly. Mm. They try new angles of things like, oh, we got to have the baby or like whatever. We got to yeah. like spare someone if you or if you save someone, whatever. They change around a little bit, but it's generally the same, which is you're fucked either way, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so Frankie, Frankie Cheek's death. Uh, you only gave it a one, though. What about the prosthetic effect? Because that was my favorite. 
What What do you mean? So the when they finally they get out of their truck, right? The other truck hits and it moves. It pushes their car oh, engine yeah, yeah, forward, yeah. gets the back of his head, and then when they look up at him. And it's like the things in his head and they're like, oh, God. And then it like the thing, the wheel, yeah. of the, the engine moves again. And yeah. then his head like <laughs> and it's like <laughs> so good. I think this movie perfects the main characters reacting to every single death perfectly. They always it's like they're having so much fun with it. They just spray him with a bunch of blood every time. Yeah. And it's like they're actually like, oh, my God, like they're so disturbed. I feel bad for the actors. They probably were. It's probably because they're the best actors that that maybe that that's we've had why. so far. I think it is true. Uh, I, I yes. So yeah, the prosthetics were good. I think the death was. It might have just been that it came right off the bat of the really tanning quick. bed death. Like mm -hmm. so, not like, as much of a pacing on this one. Might ruin the tanning beds. Might ruin all the other deaths for me. Uh, but then we, then we get to the weight room death. <laughs> yes. I gave this three stars. Uh, the death itself was was surprising because we were expecting like his arms or his head to get cut off and then yeah. his head just gets smashed. Like you forget that like that <laughs> thing just cut the fucking ropes on both of the weights that he still has. I It's like it's he's just such a fucking moron. First <laughs> off, this guy sucks. And second, it's just, it's hilarious. First off, I think, or sorry. Wow. I keep saying that. But this whole sequence, I think is just hilarious. All the oh. little triggers too. I'm like, oh my God, they should just leave this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this, I wrote down, this was my favorite scene just because all the guys in there are just screaming and it's they're screaming regardless of how heavy of a weight they're lifting. Like there's one shot where it's like a guy like curling 15 pounders. He's like, rah, rah. I know. I'm like, is this what the fucking gym is like for like, you know, if you're on a football team, like this is just intense. This just seems like over the top. I'm going to go out. It. They like sports, but like Jesus, I'm going to go out on a limb and say James Wong uh, was not big in the in the weightlifting scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably he's like no this is totally what it's like i would imagine <laughs> super manly but yeah it's like all the little things like there's all that liquid on the floor then the guy's like just ignores it and plugs in the fucking boom box on the edge <laughs> yeah. and then it starts falling and he grabs it but it's like you are not blind right that wasn't a blind guy that did that like you can see all that fucking water around the plug i mean are these guys morons too they just don't know huh water electricity that won't be good <laughs> i mean jesus yeah that whole sequence is like you're like wait where's it coming from i do like that it's like a you're holding you're holding and then nothing happens you're like wait what and then it happens yeah i love that i think it's kind of like it's kind of like the glass smash in the yes. last movie mm -hmm. yeah where it's like all these little things but then it, it's just something totally random <laughs> So it was at this point that I had a thought and it was unlike the previous movies, all almost almost all the deaths in this movie, it actually seems like the the main character. So Wendy, she is actually the like catalyst or the cause of a lot of the deaths. Mm -hmm. Like I've noticed this in multiple of the movies at this point where 
maybe you shouldn't warn people. Because I yeah. find that once you warn them about something, that's when they freak out and then they die. Yeah. Well, it's like in the first one, the main guy, he was like right behind death. And so then he ends up on the this on the scene of the crime, essentially. Uh, <laughs> it's hella suspicious. Yeah. Uh, but then the second one, it wasn't really so much like that. But like this one, Wendy seems to be like directly inter interacting, not intervening, but like making sure these deaths happen. <laughs> and, I mean, they, and I'm yeah, like, they're... wait a second. <laughs> Is she death? Does she take over? Is that what happens? But like, like she wasn't responsible for the tanning beds, but she was definitely responsible for Frankie Cheeks. I mean, technically, if you think about it, she's the one who took the pictures of how these bitches are going to die. So it really is her fault, <laughs> technically, for all yeah. of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point because you're right. They're always there right before it happens. And then they see all the signs and they try to prevent them, but they end up just being in the way. Occasionally, like they save someone, but it doesn't work out. It's like it well, never does. But I think the second one, the only part that really felt that way was the elevator with the hooks. Because they're yeah. like, a man with hooks is going to kill you. And then she's like, what? And like <laughs> gets caught on it and then starts that whole thing. Yeah. But other than that, like most of them have to do with like, in this one, you're right. They all have to really deal with her trying to prevent things and then things happening. Maybe they would still happen without her, but she Maybe. does seem to be a part of the process at this point. <laughs> so that leads us into the next one, which I think I was thinking if Wendy and Kevin are not there distracting the the two people that are working. Does this happen? But it's or, like they are distracting them. <laughs> it's hard to say because they are like at a Home Depot. So they're surrounded by fucking weapons at this point. But this and is their job. Like they they've gone this far without killing themselves <laughs> like yeah, but death has a funny way. I mean, a lot of the things it wasn't necessarily like I mean, maybe those things would have happened, but they just wouldn't have been paying attention. I don't know. But I mean, they did technically save Ian McKinley, that mm. guy. They dodged him out of the way from all those like things that were coming down on his head. But I don't know if necessarily maybe he wasn't even supposed to die then. That was this, just this was the the second point where I was like, death isn't playing by its own rules because Ian's supposed to die. They intervene. So then it skips and kills. Uh, Aaron is, is the girl. Yeah. The she girlfriend, gets the which nail gun. She gets the nail gun. I mean, she got backhanded earlier in the movie and now she's getting just nail gunned, nailed with, in the head with the, with the hand there though. It's kind yeah. of perfect. I, I, I hate to admit like it's disturbing as fuck, but like, it looks really cool. It's a good death. <laughs> Don't you think at least for oh, that? Yeah. I, I gave it I gave it three stars. So it was as good as the weight room. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more disturbing, though. Like it looks yes. more painful. Like I would say this is like the closest so far that we've had to like the burning deaths. Of, oh, yeah. Like, like this just is super painful. Seeing her head bounce on the nail gun and like yeah, just and more like, and more. Because like, I mean, and I learned this from fucked up season of American Horror Story. But like they have a whole scene where someone's like in a chair and they're like, OK, shoot him in the everyone has to shoot him in the head with a nail like with a nail gun until they die and like all of them shoot them in like normal places you would think to mm -hmm. kill them. But then Evan Peters of course is like, no, in order to kill someone, you have to shoot him in the back of the neck, not anywhere <laughs> else. Cause they won't actually penetrate. Yeah. They'll still be able to feel everything and live. So then he finally shoots him. Like it's the like very back of the lower <laughs> neck 
And so that's where it kills them. So she definitely was alive for a lot of that. (laughs) Very unfortunate, but it looked super cool. But yeah, so it's like they they skipped Ian, but then Ian was a part of the plan later on. So I was like, was Ian actually supposed to die? I don't think he was. I think he was supposed to be saved for afterwards. Hmm. But again, in the vision, he died first, right? He fell off the roller coaster first and she the girlfriend fell second. They were both like, I can't hold on. He yeah. falls, then she falls. So who knows? Maybe death's going backwards. But also, I mean, there's no Tony Todd. So we're just fucking free balling <laughs> this movie. I don't think there's any rules because they're like, he's not here. He can't tell us what to do. Dad's fucking playing by his own rules in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get, uh, they go to the fair or whatever that thing is. Fourth um, of July parade or whatever the stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a kill, but I wanted to give it a shout out because I thought it was hardcore. Uh, the horse dragging. Yeah, like, that was shout, gnarly. Shout out to the stunt team because like when, when the horse just gets going, like it shows full sequence, the body just go flying like there's no <laughs> cuts. I was wow. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a crazy ass. <laughs> it's insane that it doesn't end in a death. Yeah, I mean. Jesus, it's just and, and the death that it was heading towards was going to be hard, was going to be gnarly, like the spikes. And is like Silicon Valley girl deserved better than this. And then she <laughs> yeah, gets thank saved. God, thank God they saved her. <laughs> I do like that there's the whole thing of the main characters, too, of like, okay, well, look at our pictures, like when it's time, like, because they don't want to know. Like, obviously, you would just freak out. He, I love when, when Ryan's like, uh, but like, what is with my picture? Like, there's nothing up my ass, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's what I would be asking. Too. Like, it's not that bad. Like, what you know? There's nothing like embarrassing, right? <laughs> it's like, nope. The funny thing is, there's not even like any anything that like I don't, there's not even like a up the ass joke prior to this. Like, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. He's just like, there's nothing up my ass, right? <laughs> He's just like, I just want to make sure because that would, I mean, yeah, it's not like someone else just died because there was a pole rammed up, rammed up yeah. their ass or whatever, but I think he's just thinking ahead. <laughs> Worst case scenario is something up my ass. <laughs> oh, Kevin. So young and a little homophobic. It'll be okay. Is that okay. his name in the movie? I was calling him Ryan, but that's his Ryan's name in real the life. actor. Yep. Yeah. Kevin's the Ryan character. Merriman. Um, so then we get uh flagged to death speared yeah yeah that was good the the first thing i thought of maybe not uh maybe not the best thought but like i thought of like you know i think like 911 or like some of the other stuff like they have the statues of them like raising the flag like it's like that kind of looks like that <laughs> damn jace that is dark also in line with this movie, I took a note earlier when they were doing like the whole when she was explaining death and these scenarios. I was like, I don't know if it's a good idea, but you got to you got to give you know some credit to to James Wong having balls to include 9-11 and Abraham Lincoln's assassination as examples of death's plan. I did think that was very <laughs> weird. I, I wasn't sure. So that's the thing. I was like, is this the fucking Twin Towers that she's telling us? Or is it like 
because the plane in the first movie also like they take out in New York. So I couldn't tell if maybe no, that was supposed to be was flight 180. It was okay. definitely 9-11 because it's, on a, it's on a building. A credit. <laughs> I was trying to give him credit that maybe it wasn't, but you're right. But yeah, then, I thought but, that that was a weird thing because she doesn't even spend any time on it. She's yeah. just like, see this picture of Lincoln? It's like, what? <laughs> and then this picture of the Twin Towers? There's a plane reflected. It's like, wait, I'm sorry. And then she goes, and then there's these pictures. <laughs> it's like, what? And this is just a couple years after 9-11. Like, people are still weird about talking about 9-11 now. Like, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's weird. I, I, I'm glad that they kind of just breeze past it because if they had spent any more time, you'd be like, mm, ah, this is rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> I will say, though, if not not a 9-11 prequel, but if they did a prequel about how Abraham Lincoln got tied up in the design, I'm there opening night. Like, Are you telling? Yeah. Like, is Abraham Lincoln like the one that did he survive death? And like, did he now start it, this? Yeah. Oh my God. I love this. <laughs> I love this. This is like some prey shit. Like we're going back in time. That would be fun. I actually wish that that was the case. I do have to oh. say with the spear death, I like, always it's just they always do it but in a horror movie when someone gets like speared or something through them and they die i always love the little extra like as they fall forward or whatever yeah. and like it goes forward a little bit <laughs> yeah. it's just good just good stuff uh so then we get the uh i called it the mckinley smash yes that uh a lot more graphic that i was expecting like <laughs> yeah i was expecting it to be pretty quick but it, it felt very reminiscent of the the plate glass in the second movie even they even took it up a notch because like they're like we're not just gonna smash him we're gonna smash him in half and you're gonna see his upper body and his face like dying with this <laughs> this was like a big thing i feel like in the early 2000s but like there's so many things I'm going back and maybe it's just because CGI was like, oh, look what we can do. But like every time someone would get cut in half or whatever, you'd always see the other half or one part of them like twitching. And it was just mm. like a big thing. I could think of it in a bunch of other movies from that same time. And I'm like, this is just everyone going, oh, doesn't that look cool? Makes it look more <laughs> realistic, which I'm like, I don't know. Is that realistic? Does that happen if you get cut in half? Now I assume so, but just a funny little thing. Uh, and and that is our final death in the mm -hmm. movie. Then then we get the first ever like second premonition, like an, another in the last movie we got a second premonition, but it was like a premonition of the a original premonition. premonition, like a reveal, <laughs> like, like weird, like like different reveals of premonitions. It was very strange. Like, I feel like this one, yeah, she gets like a full blown Z at the end again. Yeah, like whoever is controlling the premonitions clearly watches a lot of movies. They're like, we're going to do a reveal of our original premonition. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. I know. But yeah, then we get a full full blown like second premonition of, a, of another death. And all three of them, because it's like, oh, shit. Like the minute that she sees both of them on the train, you should be like, oh, shit. Like yeah. they're all just like, oh hey, great to see you. I'd be like, I never want to see you guys again. Are you kidding? If we're ever in the same space, we're all dead. 
<laughs> the fact that any of them are acting like life is normal again, I just don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. Six months, <laughs> however long, I just don't think I'd ever be comfortable again. That's so I, my opinion. I actually think the second premonition, death gave her that premonition. Because they because, can't do anything about it. Yeah. By the time they got it's it, there really was no mean. way to intervene. So it's just like, you got me the first time, your but now you're, now you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Tony Todd can't save you now. I'm fucking like, I drugged him. He's out. He can't give it to give you the, the fucking premonition in time. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of a dick move because they can't even get off that train. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. It's, it's good, though. I like that it does that and, like, it ends with that. I mean, pretty much every single one ends with that way at this point, but... I think I think we just all should know is that we're all going to die. That's basically the message of these movies. <laughs> well, There's no escaping it. We're all going to be dead one day and hopefully <laughs> not as horrifically as some of these people. Well, I mean, I don't think they'll ever top the ending of Brian blowing up. I think that is. the No, best. the ending of the fifth one is the best ending of all time. Uh, but the Brian ending is just so funny. It's funny, but it's also like it just fucking. I gotta go back and watch that one again because you're like, oh yeah, she's related to like them, and I'm like, what? I've watched this movie a hundred times. I'm always so confused why the fuck they're having dinner or a barbecue with them at the end. I gotta go back and check the notes because that just doesn't add up. They don't it's, even speak to those fucks. It it it's not that important. I mean, ultimately, no, it's important to me because I I know th these movies inside and out at this point. But whatever, <laughs> even knowing it, it still comes out of nowhere. So it does right, and it is a fun one. I'll give you that. But I think I, well, once we finish all of these movies, then we can decide yeah. what's the the actual best. Well, uh, I mean, the sad thing is that there's only um, two more. <laughs> there's only two more in. Wendy is not a part of them. Mary, yes. Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you were great in this movie. She I deserves to be you. happy. I'm okay with her not being in the next <laughs> one, especially because for most, I'm sure if, if you're familiar with this franchise, most people know we're on the worst stop next of the Final Destination series. So, so this is the Final Destination hashtag 3D. Always, first off, just the worst combination of factors going on here. The fact that it's in 3D is so bad. This, <laughs> this franchise doesn't need, if it's going to be in 3D, you still need practical effects, okay? Yeah. This one goes all 3D and all like CGI, it's horrible. But then also, <laughs> the fact that they're dumb enough to call this movie the final destination. <laughs> if the third one was the highest fucking grossing in the franchise, why the fuck would they think, let's end it now? <laughs> yeah. Right? They really shot themselves in the foot with not having the third one be the 3D one. Because they're like, we can't call it Final Destination 3D because yeah. the last one was Final Destination 3. We're fucked. <laughs> and it's like, who who cares? I mean, why? I, I know that this came out in like, what, 2010, 2011, like right when all that shit was at a fucking all time high. <laughs> but God, that was one of the worst decisions that fucking filmmakers <laughs> made back then. I'm sorry, but like. No, who the fuck has a 3D TV anymore? Nobody. We're not watching this shit. It just looks fucking terrible. No one had a 3D TV back then. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the fact that no one even had this shit to begin with. It was like nobody even was interested in it. <laughs> Anyways, but I think it'll still we'll still have fun because there's always it's always fun to talk about the deaths. 
no matter well, as what. Long, as long as the deaths are good, then we're then we're fine. Mm, they're not that great. <laughs> there is the pool scene, which is the famous one from this movie, but. Oh, and, I do, and I do remember the escalator from the trailer. Yes. So, I yeah. mean, I don't know what happens to that, but I don't know. We will see next week uh, on our next stop to, I can't say the, the final destination because this is the final destination, but no, our next stop in the final destination. Just <laughs> I don't know. Final destination four is next up, <laughs> guys. We'll see you next week. I keep having these visions. I see how the next person is going to die. What do you mean, the next person? Survivors in the accident. What if we weren't meant to survive? What's going to happen to us? I think we can stop it. Look out! On our fourth stop to the final destination, God, this is... What a stop this is. This this movie is a nightmare. Okay, we're talking about Final Destination 4 slash 3D. Slash uh, the Final Destination, which just shows you, you know already if a movie's calling it the final one in a great series that you know that that's just going to be a shit entry. Because why I, would you end it? There's no point. Thank God this, for the fifth one. That's all they, I got to say. <laughs> they had to have called it this because they didn't expect the third one to be the peak of the series mm -hmm. and make a lot of money. And they're like, crap, this is not the third one. So it can't just be final destination 3d. It's the fourth one. And we can't call it final destination Four 3d. But it's like so, at that time, did every movie that was called 3D have to or like that had 3D, did it have to be called 3D? Like, I know that they do that, but it's like, you know, Avatar was just Avatar. It wasn't Avatar 3D. That's because Avatar is the only movie during that period of time that was not marketed purely to for 3D. This is this That's movie, true. along with several other ones it's just hey come see this because it's 3d yeah i guess that's true but it's just like so like i was reading about this because i was just so confused how this drop in quality could happen because the first three are such bangers yeah. like if i didn't know that the fifth one was great i probably i this would have made me want to give up on the whole series <laughs> i think right it's a yeah, pretty depressing it, entry in like a really really fun and original series it's shocking that you could even do a movie this boring in the final destination series especially after the third one which we yes. just talked about it's my favorite easily now i think it is too i agree with you after re-watching these again i think three is the best it takes the best elements from one and two and rocks with them and gives them really good characters. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's something that is present, not as much in the second one, but in the first one. And so I love that it has like kind of the best. It learns its lessons from the first two and makes it even better. And this one, it feels like, hey, remember how we liked two? We're just going to kind of do that. But a shittier version is what <laughs> I feel like. Right. I mean, even the opening disaster is almost the same kind of thing. Like, sure. They're at a race track, but it's still a car crash. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, the third one came back. James Wong came back with a vengeance and he's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to take the formula that I started and I'm going to perfect it. And he did. And then, uh, you know, uh, David, David R. Ellis, David R. Ellis. The second one is great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, RIP 
you know, he, he died a couple of years after this movie. I, I don't know what happened, but like the second one was a, was a bar that he needed to meet and he didn't even like start the race. Like, I don't no. even know. Like it was, it was bizarre. Very bizarre uh, that it comes from the same director. It's like, I can see, it almost feels like a lesser director trying to mimic his movie and it's not happening. And I don't know what fault it is. I don't know if it's because of the 3d. I think that might be part of it, but I think that's not everything. But I, I did read that like, apparently like, so this production interview with like a reporter, of course they're all like, Oh, it was so cool filming in 3d. Cause you could like do a take and then go into this little booth and like review it in 3d to make sure it looks right. Or you could like fix it, right? But then it's like, so they were talking about how cool it was. But then it it sounds like, from what I've heard, that filming with the 3D cameras made the whole process take twice as long. So actors (laughs) were waiting around for hours for technical shit and redoing things a billion times. So then by the time they got to something usable, they just didn't give a fuck anymore. And so they anticipated like a long shoot for the 3d, but like it went double that at least. And I just don't think they could figure out how to make it a good movie by the end. So like if it had more money and maybe like more of a skilled production team is what it sounds like it would have been okay, but it sounds like everyone on set did not enjoy their time making it. So I feel like that's pretty representative of the movie because it's not fun in any way. Yeah. So I, this is a prime example where I'm going to blame the studio because they're like, hey, we need a 3D movie because that's the trend. So everything around this movie has to revolve around being 3D, which is very conflicting to all the other Final Destination movies because they're all done practically. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And- it takes out like half of the thing that makes it like so much fun with all the death scenes. Like yeah. obviously they're elaborate, but the physical effects are like the like so effective in the first three movies that like when you remove that, I mean they still have some in this movie, but like mm-hmm. it's just so horrible with the 3D that like the CGI added shit just does not work. Yeah. I don't and like it. It it really ruins it because like um if you take the the death from the second one of the kid who gets smashed by glass. Obviously that's fake, but really they didn't just kill a child on set. I think it would have been better, but, (laughs) but like the fact that they made a whole mold of a person and we actually see that mold get smashed. Yeah. It makes that kill 10 times crazier. Mm -hmm. And any death in this movie, if they would have done that approach instead of the, we're doing this 3D, so it has to be CGI. Mm-hmm. This movie actually would have had some pretty awesome deaths. Uh, yeah, I think that like the CGI just robs them of any coolness. Like It's just like, oh, that looks so much more fake. Even yeah. if it's like, I know that it's obviously fake if it's prosthetics, but it's just, I mean, it's just a little something that makes a big difference. And I think going against practical effects is like, Probably you're right, a studio move because that was the trend. But it's like, hello, anybody who knows Final Destination should know that that's a death wish. Do not do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the obviously, most... you've never watched one of these movies, asshole. <laughs> yeah. The most CGI that we accepted in this franchise up until now is the log bouncing in the second one. 
which <laughs> is fine. That's perfect because it gives that perfect effect and yeah. nightmare inducing. And thank God that's not real because I've like as we've been going through these movies, it's shocking to me that some of these horrifying deaths are actually based on real fucking deaths. Yes. And including, <laughs> I, know you, I know you got one and we'll get to that. Death. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm still traumatized and thinking about it all the time. But like the previous one, you know, I just think every movie, all three movies, the previous ones have great opening disasters. Mm -hmm. And I think it's partially the practical, but it's also relatability of the main event, whatever they're yeah. doing. Right. Yeah. Like you said, like last episode, I think the roller coaster was really great because if you haven't like, you know, if you're younger and you haven't driven your own car on the freeway yet or like been on a plane, everyone probably has at least been to a roller coaster. Yeah. And this everyone, one is like <laughs> yeah. everyone's either been on a roller coaster or has always been scared of roller coasters. Exactly. Like if you're not if you've never been on one, you're still terrified. That's probably because you're terrified of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then with this one, it's like a very niche event where it's like a NASCAR kind of event. And it's yeah. just like. This is weird because it doesn't make sense that this would be the the thing that they chose. Like, I just don't understand why. I'll tell you why. Hmm. I'm convinced w the one of the writers or several of the writers wrote this opening purely because they were big Dane Cook fans. And Dane Cook has that one joke about seeing something on the news of a of a woman taking a tire to the face oh my a god you're so right. takes a tire to the face i love that bit oh my fucking god you are so right though that is 100% what happens in this movie too i mean she gets it in the back of the head but still like well, the first tire. time it's to the face and then it's that's to the true. back of the head. That's true. She does get it. She always gets a tire to the head, basically, that same chick. She was just there to die. But you're wow, if that that is probably accurate. And sadly to say, like it would make me feel better if this movie was written by multiple people, but like it's one guy who also <laughs> wrote Final Destination 2. So like if that hasn't been clear to everyone, this is the same writing and directing team behind Final Destination 2. That is shocking. I know. Uh, so, yeah. What was he thinking with this? I just like not as many people have even been to an event like this. And like there was already a bunch of car crashes and shit. I just don't think we got anything new. Nothing cool. Nothing exciting. The The first note that I took when I was watching this movie is that the opening song is called Devour by a band called Shinedown. Mm -hmm. That song rocks. I, I love know. that song. And I, I wrote in my notes, I'm like, the opening song slaps. Is this going to be the best part of the entire movie? Yes. Turns out it, it was. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. It's like you you almost think like once the finding or the sorry, actually, I don't think even the opening disaster in that whole song. I think the best part of this movie is the opening credits. I think that's the only good part. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, I'll say that that's the best part of this movie, which is x-rays of like all the different deaths from the whole series i did write in when that happened i was like these credits tell me exactly how much they are gonna rely on 3d mm -hmm. oh 100 percent. the 3d <laughs> sucks but it's also like whatever i know i this movie is obviously like it's the gimmick of 3d it's funny because in that predict production interview i read they were like the the whole crew and everything they were talking about like 
they talked to fucking the guys who worked with James Cameron on Avatar for 3D shit. And they were like, the big thing is you can't just throw shit at the audience, like at the screen. That's just like the cheap gimmicky thing. You got to make it where it feels like you're really there and it feels like depth perception. And I'm like, no, that's what, what you just did that, though. Like, that's exactly what they fucking did this whole movie. <laughs> like, I don't see how they use 3D in any exciting ways outside of throwing things at your fucking face. That's all they did. Yeah. I mean, so, like, <laughs> you and I have very clear thoughts on Avatar as a movie and that mm-hmm. it's it, 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 it's it's just a movie. It's but that goalie, is the, but live action. That is the <laughs> only movie of this era that you can actually watch not in 3D. And you're like, oh, this is a movie. Mm-hmm. All these other 3D movies were like, oh, yeah, I remember that this was supposed to be in 3D. And when you watch, you're like that looks like it was supposed to be in 3d <laughs> like yeah like it's i mean i get it they thought it was going to be the future but like and it, they were just very sorely mistaken but it just is so like i at least like that they're just showing highlights from the last three movies yeah probably because they knew that this movie was gonna suck and they're like at least we'll make people feel good here hey remember this good shit <laughs> we're gonna have no good death that even rivaled one of these not even the mm-hmm. shittier deaths while this movie sucks i laughed my ass off at so many parts like oh, for, 100%. Exa- for example the 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 tampons in the ears mm-hmm. it was like that was good no one has ever done this ever like yeah it was a weird little thing i don't know it's, there's it's a lot kind of, of weird things like that that i don't think were meant to be funny but like they're hilarious in hindsight like i i'm sure that 90 percent of the stuff i laughed at was not intentional well, it's kind of like how in the third one we were saying the the weight room scene was funny because it's like I feel like this is James James Wong telling us he's never been in a weight room. I feel like this is the writers telling us they've never been to the South and been to a NASCAR event. Like they're yes. like, this is what Southern people are like. They put this tampons is, in their kids' ears. This is like, yeah, like if I was from the South, I would probably be very offended. Like they literally have a guy whistling Dixie. Like I'm just like do people fucking do that still? This guy looks like he's kind of young, not like 80 years old to even know what, I mean, you know what I mean? And it was just, it was very strong with the racism, which I guess is relevant now. Maybe not as much when this movie came out. I feel like it's gotten a lot more relevant, but his character in the credits is the name slash racist. So that's better than the mom with the kid. The mom was putting the tampons in the kid's ears. She's just milf. I know. I saw. I I saw that on IMDb, and then I watched the credits at the end. I'm like, they literally have her labeled as milf, and only because that jackass guy just goes, "Oh, that sucks that the milf died." <laughs> it's like, and I actually like that guy. I mean, it's, he's obviously meant to just be an asshole, but I was like, at least he's kind of funny or like whatever, entertaining. Uh, he's doing something funny for me to watch. I guess I don't know. He was uh, just being a total doucher, and I was like, whatever. He's not well, as I, annoying or as good at good at it as the guy from Final or Friday the Thirteenth, the remake. That guy is like literally, out, he's the best I've ever seen. But well, the the biggest offense is that the entire reason for the crash is not because death intervenes; it's because somebody leaves a screwdriver. Yeah, in the thing I'm like, these people are. Whether you like NASCAR or not, you have to acknowledge that these people are some of the most disciplined and skilled people at doing this one thing in fractions of seconds. Thank you. And they're like, 
oh, I forgot the screwdriver. <laughs> like, well, I actually, when I was like doing, re- so I, I feel like this movie, the fourth one I did the most research for because I was like, I just need to know why this movie is like what I didn't even know what to search. I was just like, why final destination Four? like what happened? What is this? <laughs> and I find that like, I found this really funny theory about final destination movies in general, but they're like, it's kind of funny because like, yeah, death plays a part, but like a lot of things that end up going wrong are like things that like, you know, the government like built like a bridge or like shit like this, that, like other uh, companies should be fucking prepared and like workers should be te- who are technically doing this shit should be way more on top of their shit. I feel like everything's loose. Nobody's double checking things. It's like, it doesn't really put a lot of confidence in humanity really is kind of the underlying theme. So like that kind of tracks, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, things are always like, Oh yeah, we should check that. But it's like, it's like rusty and like things are like, like screws are falling off. No one notices. It's like, wow. Okay. It's just like, I think that they think like everyone who is a worker is just like lazy and fucking stupid. (laughs) Well, of all the of all the premonition deaths that happen, I the one that I did enjoy was um, the milf getting smashed by the engine. You liked that? I was like, that looked pretty good. Like <laughs> that was cool, I guess. Yeah, but it was just like I don't know. Is that exciting or interesting? At I'm least saying the... comparatively of all the premonition oh, deaths, there's okay. A, yeah, a lot of people were just smashed. That one dude had the 3D spike through the mouth. Yeah, I liked the smash. I like yeah. the, the engine smash. I personally think the best in the opening is the tire at the end of it, because I just like the effect afterwards of like her, like it's practical and she's yeah. like all fucked up. But like, that's the only one. And it still just looks like shit. But I'm like, yeah, at least that's kind of fun. Yeah, I did note that. And I was like, this kill would have been better if we didn't have the 3D tire coming at us. Yeah. For, you know, three seconds. Yeah. And yeah. The 3D effect ruined it. I'm now just still thinking about the fact that it's probably just based on that Dane Cook joke, which makes (laughs) it, I don't know, is that better or worse? I can't decide. A tire to the face. It's like that tire was hunting this bitch down, though. It's like (laughs) it hit her in the premonition, but then like she left this fucking stadium and it still hit her. Like it found (laughs) a way. It fucking climbed over that huge wall. It was just Uh, crazy. So then we, um, then we go to the, I think it's the worst named business in a movie, Death by Cough Caffeine. And if you just avoided death, why the fuck would you go anywhere that it has the word death in it? God, these people. <laughs> so, like the, the screen shoots over to him like, that's a terrible name. Like It's not even a good pun. Like no. <laughs> None of the things in this movie that are trying to be anything make any sense. And then none of them are like, I'm never like, oh, that was clever or like, oh, that's funny. I didn't notice that. I'm like, I, I've literally watched this movie like four times in the last 24 hours because I, I've i seen the other Final Destinations like a billion times. So I know them by heart. But this one, I haven't seen that much. So oh. after watching it, there's nothing else to this movie. It just sucks. <laughs> no offense. Well, and, then, but... and then we get the 3D premonitions, which are just that's the... another thing. The worst thing (laughs) in that production interview, they were talking about how excited they were for people to see that and how they were changing up the way that the premonitions happen, where it's more like symbols and clues. And I was like, (laughs) they're literally just like the fucking things that kill people. Like, it's just the same kind of shit. It's just it's just not anything different. And it's definitely not interesting. It looks like shit every single time. 
and this is also how we know that um that David R. Ellis did not watch the third one because the third one was all clues, but they were in pictures. So like that this was actually smart. This, yeah. This isn't switching the formula up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah, when they thought that that was new, I'm like, did you guys not pay attention to the last one? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, I, it kind of feels like another play on like the thing they were confusingly doing in the second one where she was having weird visions, but then it was like, oh, that's my death. And again, the rules on that one are just really murky and I don't understand. I just think like these guys just, yeah, they're not as much like James Wong, his, like he's Final Destination to me more. Yeah, He's got the right rules, vibes, like he's putting it down. He's setting the standards. The other guy's just trying to catch up. The But then we get to maybe the best scene in the entire movie, which is the tow truck killer. Or the the tow truck death, yeah, the racist tow truck death, which was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, why can't we be friends? I did like that that started playing, but like, also just this guy was just a walking caricature of a racist. Like the thing is, is that you see, like when they, like the plot things that they're using are just such cliches for every single character that it's like, it's just grating and like thank god that this guy wasn't around for longer in this movie because if he was i wouldn't have been able to handle it he was way too fucking much and he yep. even said the n-word with the hard r at the end i was like jesus <laughs> like i just was really like surprised by that yeah this movie the characters that they establish are like here's the characters this is who they are the rest of the movie there's the there's no nuance there's no yeah. development there's Thank there's you. not even a growing fear it's just this is them the rest of the movie <laughs> it's just like it's milk toast everything is just so average it's weird it's like at least with every other final destination regardless of your feelings i think that they're all really strong and unique and like really fun in their own ways and they change things up and do something different each time. This yeah. one is just like, we're done. We're out of ideas. Yeah. There's not it's, these deaths that you're going through. I'm just like, God, they're just just depressing, really. And it, it, it also is just a lot worse because it's like right after the third one, they're like, how about we just take not two steps? Let's take four steps back. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Nice pun there. Um, but I, yeah, it's like, I just don't understand what they were thinking. I think maybe just as someone with anxiety, I think of a million ways to die every single day. So like, I should be writing these fucking movies because clearly <laughs> these guys haven't really thought of it. Like, is it, which one's next? Is it the hair salon? Yeah. Um, that was one I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. So the tow truck death was funny, which. Oh yeah, I guess is, we missed that. <laughs> I mean. It's funny and which is memorable for this movie. Um, the, but the way he dies, though, is a theme that I feel like we see throughout the movie. Actually, this theme starts before this, but it's this theme of just l containers with liquid randomly falling over. Yeah, the wind and blowing them over. This starts with the race, which has the most bizarre thing I've ever seen, oh, yeah. I guess, heard in a movie. The oil falls over, pours onto the to the racetrack, and then a car drives through it. And then there's a dolphin squealing. It like makes the sound effect three times. I've watched this movie <laughs> so many times now in the past <laughs> few days. Like when you mentioned that, I was like, are you kidding me? So then I started these rewatches and... 
I double checked it, Jace. It plays it three fucking times. And I was like, <laughs> three times? They were that confident with this sound effect that it was even going to work once. They're like, let's do it three fucking times. What? For, for, for all the random people that love Final Destination listening to this, um, me and Renee don't really talk to each other pre these recordings but mm -hmm. i texted her and i was like please tell me you heard the dolphin noises yeah this that is was the only like, thing sorry, i need what? to confirm <laughs> this is what's very important it's the most bizarre thing i've ever heard just this dolphin noise like how did no one in any of the pre-screenings let alone the movie theater like this movie came out in 2009 social media was a thing there should be a record of this sound in yeah movie. i'm just it's like so confused because like i mean do you know what it sounds like if a car drives through oil because i have no idea sound like a dolphin okay because i was like does it sound like that maybe i don't know that's the only thing i could think of but it just sounds like Maybe that was just the only special effect that they had on hand. They were out of money. The 3D took too much shit. And they're just like, fuck it. We'll sound like a dolphin. We'll, well do it three thing, times. So it really sounds like it's real. <laughs> the funny thing is that oil is essentially like a lubricant. So it mm -hmm. shouldn't make a sound at all because it slicks things up. So somebody just threw in a dolphin squeal <laughs> into like a feature-length film. <laughs> It's also it's barely a feature length film. Did you notice that this movie is like 80 minutes? Yeah, but like it it's the most successful of all the movies. Ugh. It did 186 million dollars. Because <laughs> of the third one. The third one was such a banger that I people agree. were like the fourth one's going to be just as good. And it was horrible. <laughs> that death was like just. Ugh. Uh, but anyway, so then we have another container falling over and spilling oil and then catches the the racist on fire. And shout out to that guy because he actually the actor did a partial burn stunt hmm. and then they pulled him out and pulled a full stuntman in to do the full burn. So nice to him um, went out in a blaze of glory. What a pussy did a full burn. <laughs> yeah. Then we get the milf death. Yes. <laughs> Which God, I love that she's credited as the MILF. I mean, um, that's about all of that her character is, and like anything that is shown throughout the movie really supports it, I guess. Apparently her name was Samantha, according mm. to subtitles. Um well, but I like MILF. The, the most nervous I got in this entire sequence, because most of it is just a red herring. A lot of this movie is just red herring deaths, but was when they were cleaning her toenails. That's when I was like, oh, my God, no. What? <laughs> I knew that that wasn't going to kill her, but it's just like it kind of like it feels like nails on a chalkboard when like, like the sound with it. And I was just like, ooh. Well, there's nothing worse than like getting like getting pricked under your yeah. nail. Like so like mm -hmm. just seeing that up close. I'm like, oh, oh. and plus yeah. I haven't seen this as many times. Like, this might have been my first time seeing it all the way through. I was like, oh, God, does does she get fucked up by this? And no, nope. I mean. I don't like it, but yeah, that's the thing. You're right that there's just too many red herrings with every single death scene. It's like that none of the clues even and end up making any sense. And like everything is just, it's like, oh, it could be this. It could be that. Oh, wait, it's something totally separate that has nothing to do with this. And so I was like, I don't know. I thought that you were supposed to play on fears. Like a lot of the things about Final Destination that the writer and director both said were like things about this is like, you have to make people feel tense in like an everyday scenario that like they could die at any point in any place in life, but like play on a place that like has the right vibe for it. Right. 
I've never been nervous when I've had my hair cut. Not once. <laughs> I've never had, and I'm an anxious person. I get anxiety about weird things, but never getting my hair cut. I just yeah. have to say, maybe the thing with the the bottle of stuff, like uh, the hairspray in the straightener burning, sure, that would be like a fire, but then that has nothing to do with anything. It's like yeah, her sons are shitty and that's why she dies. Yeah, and you would smell that if it was that's starting to burn. And you talk about getting haircut. I can't do that as a bald man. But <laughs> Sorry, as a I didn't man, mean to make it feel bad. No, no, no. As a man who gets pedicures... <laughs> You won't die from getting your your toenail pricked, but like it's a very yeah. it's a very you know enjoyable environment that you're in. At the most, you're getting tickled. So yeah. yeah, this was really a bad decision of a situation to like let's have someone think about getting killed. That's what I'm saying. Like in the fifth one, they do like at a massage parlor, and you're like, oh, that wouldn't make sense because that's very relaxing. But they do it with like it's like acupuncture kind of shit. Mm, so it's like that's actually yeah. scary, right? That's actually yes. like the right vibe. So maybe if they had done something like she was getting like a really crazy like a shaved haircut on one side or something and then they like <laughs> fucking shaved off her eyes or something, I don't know. Like miss, you know what I mean? Like fucking it, got her nose off. I don't know. Could have had more fun with it. If if they were going to do it, it would have to be at like a men's parlor where they think, do the like, straight shaving. razor. That would have been perfect. Yeah, they wasted doing a salon with like a girl getting fucking just a hair trim. I'm mm. like, this isn't I've got my hair trimmed a thousand times. No one's ever cut my fucking head off. Those are tiny ass scissors. Yeah. And when I'm getting pedicures, I'm just asking the people weird questions like, what's the biggest foot you've ever worked on? Ew, gross. <laughs> I would never want to know that. Oh, they loved me. <laughs> I bet they do. But yeah, then she gets a rock through the eye, which is uneventful. And it's so stupid because she says, I've got my eye on you right before. <laughs> and I'm like, is this scary movie? Is that what this is? Like, this almost feels like a parody of Final Destination movies. <laughs> right? Well, and that, it, it, it does. And the, the weird thing is that, like, it seems like uh, it, uh, David, David R. Ellis, you know, in Final Destination 2, our favorite death was the plain glass smashing someone death, mm -hmm. which is a red herring death because all this other stuff happens. There's a couple of red herring deaths in that movie. But she also. gets the clues about the pigeons, at least. Yeah. This movie, it just seems like, hey, those red herring deaths worked. Let's just do that for every kill in this movie. That's what I'm saying. They overkill it to the point where like it's not even clever because at least with like the pigeons one, the pigeons are also like attacking the window. Mm -hmm. When he's in the room and all the shit's happening. So like it kind of fits with that. So you think it's still like, oh, that's the clue. So that actually yeah. is a good red herring because it makes sense. These red herrings are like, okay, so none of this shit makes any sense. None of it matters. His clue yeah. also was not about anything that was in the salon besides what the scissors, which didn't even play a part. It was like the cigar or the cigarette, the lawn or like and then the rock and the lawnmower or whatever. Like that was it. <laughs> I just can't. This movie makes zero sense. <laughs> so then we get uh, well, it, that death is another example of they did that for the 3D. They did yeah. it just for that one millisecond of the rock coming at the camera. And but again, that's what they said before in the production interview. That's like the cheap shit. We're not going to be doing that. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what happened? What happened, guys? Was it was it because they just were like, fuck it, we're doing it easy. Because like they couldn't they couldn't just redo these shots a hundred times every day. <laughs> so then we get to the point 
and that that's happened in every movie where they streamline the discovery of how deaths ha- the death plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have this short conversation of like, Hey, there's these people that said, if you do this, then uh, here's the plan. And then if you save someone, then some people say it stops the plan. Some pl- people say it just moves you to the back of the line. And also this again, just they say in the movie, literally everyone has died that has gone through this. So who is actually recording this? But then immediately after they do this whole exposition of death and how it works, they then say, Hey, this guy's next. We should go and try and save him. Cause then maybe that will, will break the chain. And it's like, you just explained how it doesn't work. Why? <laughs> Why are you thinking it's going to work again? Thank you. I just feel like, again, it just feels like, it feels like they're taking old ideas from the second one and they're trying to do them again and but not fully like they're just half-assing it. You know? But they even have I, the guy who tries to commit suicide a bunch of times and they make it like a joke. It's like oh, it's I'm, not even scary. I'm going to get I'm going to get to him, but I will say that the mechanic dying in the cheese grater front I call yeah. it the cheese the the fence cheese grater. I thought that was pretty good. Um that was I mean, actually okay. It was made for it was made for 3D they didn't do that it would have been better but i was like oh, that was actually comparatively pretty good yeah that's not bad i actually i do feel like this movie too i was like i was gonna ask you did you feel like a lot of the deaths were like caused by the main characters again or not yeah, as much kinda. this time yeah kind of not Sometimes. as much as the third not as much as the third one but yeah yeah a little this bit. one the cause of the death is 3d yeah, I would say most of the time it's also like, yeah, it's just something random. I thought the cheese grater was cool, but like, I just feel like it was too reliant on the th- the seed, the 3D thing that it would have w- been way cooler if they just would have like if he would have fully gotten pushed through way cooler. Like he'd turn into like strings, you know, or like chunks, I guess, like diamond shapes. That would have been great. But they the- just kind of half did it so that it would like be falling out in 3D. But it's like it's just we don't get that effect anymore. So it looks stupid. The weird thing is I watched like a behind the scenes thing of it. And mm-hmm. like that scene, they did it practically. Like they made a model body and then like pushed it through the fence. But then they just CGI'd over it for the 3D. And I'm like, you're ruining this. Yeah. Why did it like so it, it could have looked way better? That's so annoying. Why the <laughs> fuck would they do that? Why do they want to ruin it? Okay. Sorry. Just I'm getting mad. It's just like, it's like this movie just takes things that are really, really great and goes, what if we did them shitty? That's what I feel like. And I'm just like, why the fuck would that be? Like, why? All right. So then we get to the, uh, the kill of the worst person in the entire series. The, 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 the playboy. Is he the worst or is he the best? I'm just kidding. No, I mean, he's funny. I've only seen that actor in one other thing. What? He's in a CW show, comic book show called Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, a lot of, of these actors have actually been on CW shows. They so. seem like CW shows. Like, I was like, this main guy is, like, good looking, but he's just so wooden. Like, yeah. he, this, this movie almost feels like it'd be a CW or, like, a sci-fi movie. That's yeah. the, like, vibe that all the actors give. So that tracks that they would be they from get, there. They get the Actors Guild minimum. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, But this guy, like, I will say, out of all the other actors in this movie, like, he's one of the ones that I'm, like, I know they're trying to, they're, he's a jackass, but, like, I, I don't hate him. Like, yeah. there's a lot of other people I'm just, like, 
get the fuck. I hope they die right now. <laughs> well, it's like we get the sex scene where he's just saying the weirdest shit ever. And don't then... be lazy. Don't be lazy. <laughs> and then he's like, I finished four minutes ago. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> wait, what was all that for? Then? What have like... you been doing? Does he just have like, is he always hard? Yeah. What did she not notice? What is going on here? That sex scene was very, maybe it's like, this is like their attempt at a sex scene and they don't know what it's really like. I don't know. <laughs> like the same thing with like the gym scene. I don't know. I've never been yeah. in there. This must be what it's like. Also, who who's just like fucking randos at the pool? Like, I mean, this guy, it sounds like that was <laughs> that was his whole vibe. It sounded I mean, he was I thought he was funny because he's like, they're, he's like, oh, why is she being such a bitch? And they're like, she just saw somebody fucking get mutilated. We all did. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, the rest of us are freaked out. And he's like, maybe you could have some emotions. He's like, huh, whatever. Like, never tried it. But it's like, I just I kind of like that. Like, there's always one dick always in the group who doesn't believe. And I kind of like that this guy never really has to. He never has a moment where he changes. And he's like terrified of shit. I mean, he's definitely probably scared as fuck when he's dying. But like, you know, he's always just a jackass to the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So then so this guy is dying in parallel to the girl because they died at the same point in the premonition. But we get this weird little like thing where the the girl gives a guy a penny, mm -hmm. like a, a homeless guy. She gives him or gives him some change. And then he has, I think it's the best line in the entire movie. He's like a penny. That's some bullshit. And then he throws it. <laughs> I was going to bring that up too. Why is he he's offended? This bitch. The, the entire movie. I was waiting for the penny to come into play. For the penny it, to drop. <laughs> it, it doesn't. No, <laughs> like, it's it a totally throwaway. And so then we get the the car wash scene, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. It's so bad. And it's like that would be a prime place for like a horror setting. Like it could be really it is scary on its own when you're in I there. Thought, I thought it was entertaining, but like there was certain things like the power, like the circuit board goes crazy. And so then the conveyor belt stops, but the washers keep spinning. Yeah. And then, like, the water filling up the car as a former Scion driver. I love those box cars. But I was like, I don't think those cars are airtight. No, I don't <laughs> think that this would happen. Like, that's the thing is, I just felt like it would be scarier if, like, something had happened and, like, the things had, like, broken the windows or some shit. And, mm. like, gotten, like, then she was, like, getting attacked and, like, fucking fucked up by the actual shit that's outside the car. That's yeah. this. That would be the the place for that to happen but being like inside the car and it's just like oh it's filling with water or whatever like that just is not exciting and also like his stupid fucking clue of clear rivers water i was like it's like a, a, they're making fun of it too because it's like yeah. yeah she sounds like a fucking water company like oh yeah that's bottled water <laughs> clear rivers water but like also like it's like oh don't go near the water it's like don't you didn't isn't this guy like a lifeguard or whatever the fuck he is <laughs> like uh, no shit Oh, well, and then we, but his swap. death is probably, I think my, my favorite in the movie. I think it's the best. Yeah. So then we swap back to the pool and this whole thing I thought was weird. Yeah. His death is horrific. Doesn't make any sense. He gets his intestines sucked out of his butt through the pool. That's draining, well, but like the, the water's still full. 
the thing that didn't make sense to me is that he dives in the pool to like find his coin, but then it immediately cuts to his ass getting sucked into the drain. So it's like he was head first and then somehow switched to ass first and then just get sucked down. Like the, the stream was that powerful. It flipped him over and was like, get that ass over here. I just feel like, yeah, this, so I was like really paranoid to watch this because like I'm, I heard about this death and that's why I hadn't watched the fourth one. Plus I heard it was horrible. So I was like, what's the point? And then when we were doing this, I was like, Oh God, I'm gonna have to watch that scene. Cause I was like, that sounds like the worst way to go. If I could, yeah choose a way to go that's definitely the last on the list and it's like not as horrifying as i thought like this is final destination i assumed they would show something and the fact that they don't really show anything it's just the 3d blood spouting out and then the organs i guess but like it's still very short that you see it and it's mostly just him underwater screaming (laughs) i'm like how do you even act that like what do you how what does that feel like I, i can't even know and the horrifying part about this death is that this is based on a real fucking death. Yeah. You sent that to me and I was disturbed. I'm very, I'm still not over it, Jace. I thought that this was like a fucking urban legend or like I heard that there's a short story about it too. Like, but no, this is based on a legit real death that was only like in 2009. So again, not even that short. Final Destination, they see a fucking fun death like that and they go, we're using it. I don't care if it's only been a year. So this is like the the girl died not instantly, but like she had complications from like multiple transplants of all of her organs. So like the following year she died, but like Jesus, I didn't even think that, that was possible. And I was already freaked out about that. So now I'm just like never going to get in the pool again. <laughs> this is fucked. And that was like it. I mean, as improbable as it is, I'm sure. I still just that was very effective. I think it could have been better the the way that they did it, but like it still is an effective death overall. Yeah, it is. And I, I learned that the reason that it, there wasn't any blood or any more graphicness. So they shot this in a public pool. So they literally couldn't like put anything in the water to like look like blood or anything so like that's why it's just him screaming underwater and then you get the 3d blood coming yeah okay that makes sense because i was like i mean it's fine i don't necessarily like i don't know why i would want to see more because like i just assumed i guess it was a final destination movie that they would always do more than less so it just was like very i was always expecting way worse than this but out of all the deaths in the movie, I would say that's the most original, at least. I'll give them that. Like, that's a unique death to add to the series. And I think people the, still call it out as, like, one of the best overall. I think or, like, the one craziest, of the most creative. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the craziest thing is that scene apparently took three days to film. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Was it because but he kept, anyway. like, almost fucking drowning trying to hold his breath? I guess. I don't know. Because like, that's what like, I would be worried about. <laughs> maybe you just like the ass play. I don't know. But yeah, um, I mean, if there was a real suction, it looked like there was. So you never know. <laughs> OK, then so, what's the next so, one? So, then we, get, so then, we get to, then we get to George trying to commit suicide, oh, which yes, I think George might have solved the system or he might have figured out the, the system. Mm-hmm. It, he couldn't kill himself. And I think it's because death is clearly a man because he's death likes the pursuit. It's all mm, about the chase. The hunt. The hunt. Yeah. yeah. 
And so when George is like, I've accepted my death, and then he tries to kill himself numerous times and he can't, I think that's that's the thing. Death's like, no, I You're have saying to like have if he with this. Yeah, like he has to like wait until like now that they're scared. He kills somebody else and then now they're scared again, right? Oh, it's coming back. So now I'm scared and now it'll be fun. Now I can, <laughs> but he doesn't even have fun with him by the end because he's he's the next death, right? Yeah, because then he, yeah, gets, he just gets then hit they, by a fucking car like the girl the van, in the first yeah. one. Again, just, I mean, come on. First off, George <laughs> deserved better than that. And second of all, I mean, he's like the bear, like the only Mamie kind of character in the movie and still such a cliche <laughs> but i think like he deserved better and like it's stupid to do that again after we've already had that done in the first one so effectively it's just like lame like yeah. why go back and do the same thing again yeah we also get a weird thing where the entire movie we're getting these terrible 3d premonitions yes but but then we get the one time where the coffee or whatever spills on the newspaper and then it outlines the words it's like we're getting a different premonition now. Like, did you lose the budget to do another premonition? <laughs> so Got to go yeah. back to the original. Now we're doing it something totally different because we we've done too many 3D shots and we just don't have it in us anymore. We can't fucking do it again. But then uh, he doesn't even so he doesn't get like the premonition even for George. Right. And you're like, what the no. fuck? So then they go into the hospital because it's like that fucking guy in the cowboy hat that you just totally wrote off, which like. This guy had a fucking camera go back, right? Like they went back to the stadium because George is the security guy. Yeah. And they were able to like look at everything and he put it all back together. So it's like, I know that this guy like what didn't, they didn't know he survived till just now, but it's like, that would have been something, a thread I would have followed up on, you know? Yeah. I saw his death in the premonition. And if you're doing your research, it tells you all that stuff. It should probably tell you that like everybody who like lived is going to die. Right. So like you need <laughs> yeah. to make sure you know who every single person is. Just yeah. the oversight, and he had the camera. Not every other person has that, right? Nope. Yeah, well, this guy has and, no excuses for being this shitty of a premonitioner or whatever well, he is. And then the funny thing with the hospital guy, and this goes back to the scion being airtight, the hospital room is airtight. It fills up like it's a shower. <laughs> it's like, this isn't how it works. And like that fucking nurse was just like the most totally just like worse nurse again again it's another worker that's just nonchalant about my yeah. job i'm literally like this pool this fucking tub i love to take a good bath so i know Me like too. You, if you are doing that regularly you know the water level you can't if, if it's that high you got to turn that off yeah He's you going can off leave to another the room, room. When it's you can leave the room when it's halfway thank you but not like, when it's fucking three quarters almost like 90 percent full and he's like <laughs> see you later and then that old guy's just oh god i mean that old guy was a racist so maybe he was kind of trying to kill him i don't know yeah maybe maybe that's why he locked the door and made it airtight that's the other thing we there don't know <laughs> i'm trying to solve the plot holes in this movie it's not gonna happen so then we get to the whole movie theater <sighs> final thing which well we're so clever and meta because it's a movie theater and you guys are watching this in a movie theater that's why they thought they were so watching cool. a 3D movie. That's what I'm saying. It's so stupid. Also, this movie apparently was like the biggest movie of all time. This was like an, an Avengers Endgame level movie because there was 13 showings <laughs> at this theater. I paused <laughs> when it was Lovely showing dying or whatever the fake movie in the movie. 
Yeah, Love Lay Dying. Also, thought it was really funny that the main character, when the girl said the name of the movie, is like, oh, that's a chick flick. It's like, you thought Love Lay Dying was a 3D chick flick? <laughs> yeah, right? Are, are you serious? And, and also, like, just knowing that, like, the movie that they're there to see, I'm like, why are these two girls at this movie? And, like, this yeah. main girl is like, I'm going to fucking see this movie. I'm like, she's acting like me when there's a really good horror movie out. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care if that's going to get me. I'm going to be here to fucking watch it. You know? Like, that would be me if it's, like, Jordan Peele's new movie's opening and I'm yeah. about to die. I don't care. I'm going to sit there and watch it until I'm dead. Like, I'm going to make it. I was meant to see this like, movie. She's, she's there to see a movie like Drive Angry 3D or some shit. Like, that's yeah. what it feels like. Like, just a really bullshit action movie. And she just does not strike me, neither of them, as the type that would be like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, this seems like a Fast and the Furious kind of shit. God, it, it was it was insane. Um, but we do get the i call it the the play-doh spaghetti play-doh death scene escalator yeah i like the escalator death the 3d is not as great but still better than the rest of the deaths most of them when i saw the escalator death i was like this would have been maybe the best kill in in the franchise if this was not a 3d movie totally if it was practical it would have been a thousand times better because it just looks so fake yeah, like so the first the first moment when her foot gets caught, like that's pretty good because that was done practically, I think, mm-hmm. from what I saw. But like, I could see them going way too far with it, where like they pull, they're like pulling the body, and then yeah. like you don't see the face, and then they do a cut of the face screen. Yeah, thing. I mean, like, these are the guys who did that kind of shit in the second movie. Where's that energy? You know, yeah. they spent it all apparently on the opening disaster, which was not worth it. And then we learn it's another fucking premonition. Thank you. So I don't think, does that count as the best kill then? Like, can we count that officially because it's not real? We can count it in the comparison of premonition deaths. Okay, cool. Which That'll is always going to be, be the, log, the log truck. Yeah, that's still the best. But <laughs> so then we get to, I think my favorite laughable thing, I laugh my ass off. The barrels when he goes to like stop the explosion from happening. Did you notice the bearables? Sorry, the, the barrels. They said warning, spontaneously combustible. Perfect. Which implies that they can just blow up on yeah. their own. And I was not- like, <laughs> is like it would normally just say like combustible, not not spontaneously. Yeah, warning, combustible, warning flammable. But this it's warning like, may explode randomly. <laughs> yeah, why do we have all these then? Why are they here? <laughs> Who would make this? Yeah. It's like, did death fucking sell this product to these people? Like, this is just a bit much. Okay. And I I did actually enjoy on this whole sequence, which is just so boring and stupid. They, it's like they kind of saw the premonition of like at the end of the third one. And they're like, what if we did that? But longer and worse again, um, just worse than the last version. So great, great start there. But I think the nail gun to the guy's arm was like decent. That was good. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, that looks like more real and like painful. Actually, I was like, ooh, but like the rest know. of this whole sequence, I'm just like, like the, the theater blowing up when the movie blows up. I'm like, well, that's just too much of a cliche. Yeah, the the nail gun was 
was interesting, but uh, also like the previous nail gun was yeah. way worse. Again, so. it's just like it's taking a tamer version of things we've already seen and being like, here you go. This is new and exciting because it's 3D. <laughs> it's like, no, this is just shit. This is all shit. I can't believe they even dared to call this movie Final Destination the well, final destination. And on cool. that note, it ends in the worst way possible. Like the guy, he 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 ruins death's plan by setting off the sprinkler. If there's anything we've learned at by this point, death is a fucking plumber. He yeah. knows how to work with water. And it's like, it's like oh, Mario this sprinkler ruins my plans. I no, should have thought of that. But that's what their whole stupid fucking twist at the end is, is that I didn't actually ruin death's plan. This was death's plan. The whole time was for us to be here at this cafe where we've been <laughs> a thousand times and it could have killed us a thousand other ways. But no, it chooses to do it right now. And it's that like, that was when he realizes it's like the the writing that he's been seeing. It's here. It's coming or whatever. I just don't get that. That was that was the thing that made me so mad is that he looks down at the table and he sees it says it's coming. But then this time it was crossed off. We see mm -hmm. earlier it says it's coming this time. It's crossed off. And then he moves his arm and there's something else written. It doesn't ever show us what was written. I know. The I'm like, fucking truck comes and kills them all. It's and like, we don't even get to see it. on the table. I know. We don't even get to see their deaths because then they switch to the 3D X-ray skeletons, like from the opening credits, which they're like, "Oh, this will be badass." But I'm like, "No, this is stupid." You guys are cowards, and you don't have the budget to show us the deaths. Mm -hmm. Which I is mean, why we're here. R.I.P. to the director again. I'm sorry, but we just don't know what happened, man. I kind of feel like this 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 whole thing is giving me vibes of like you remember you watched Entourage, right? Yes. So you remember in like that season when he makes that Medellin movie and he's mm. like and it's really amazing and everyone's like talking about how incredible the director is. And then they do a follow up movie and it's like fucking the worst thing ever. And everyone's like, oh, that movie was just like that director. Everything like lightning in a bottle getting lucky. And like he's actually really not that talented. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, maybe that's what Final Destination 2 was. Like, no yeah. offense, but like kind of I mean, he's all I think he's really good with like some of the stunt stuff. Like he was a stunt man and a second unit director. I think he can do the action sequences in a lot of his other movies, but I just you know, Shark Knight 3D he did, and that's a 3D movie, and it's way better than this one. Much better. He also did Snakes on a Plane, yeah. which I love. Snakes on a Plane is fun, really fun. Cellular, which is a which is a good bad movie, but that reminds me of like like that's a throwback to like when they would have commercials like they're like those weird uh like on or fuck cut this out never mind <laughs> I don't remember what I was gonna say I the last thing I wanted to say about the ending which is why it's a terrible ending what was the fucking point of the penny guy he pops up back at the end yeah He's like, saved a lot of people how does he know though this guy was like under the fucking theater who saved everyone how do they know that he's the hero unless he went out there and was like i saved you all which makes him a jackass uh, probably the same way that people know death's plan even That's though they're true. all dead but i was just like is the penny guy was it originally supposed to be the guy from the previous movies the mortician tony todd it's like, I this is the only one he's not in or whatever. The first yeah. one he's not in. It's like, was it supposed to be that guy? And they're like, oh, we just, we got to have a weird, you know, 
guy <laughs> a weird black guy that tells them yeah. prophetic shit it's like that'll be the same it's like no because this is a homeless guy at least tony taunt's character makes sense because he's the coroner yeah and he's like like he literally is a more like he works at the fucking like funeral home so like that makes sense that he would know something about death but this homeless guy like unless he's like a psychic or something which he might be because how did he know that this guy rescued everybody <laughs> but i i did read that tony todd was not available because he was shooting trans Transformers, like Revenge of the yeah. Fallen or whatever the fuck movie came out then. I don't know if I if that's the right name. I feel very pathetic for knowing that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as much as I would say, like, I can't believe he would do a Transformers movie over this. Thank God he's not in this thank one because that that's like the one saving grace is that he's not associated <laughs> with the shitty one. And like, thank God for five. I can't wait that like we're gonna finish this on a good note because if this was the last one, what a shit way to like end a franchise, right? Yeah. I'm almost I, shocked I, it didn't. <laughs> I'm so glad that I know that the next one is at at the very least it's it's good. It's very good. It still has yeah. a lot of the 3D stuff, like because it only came out like two years after this one, and it was still yeah. like a thing. But it's so much better, and it's not heavily relied upon with the yeah. 3 3D. And there's actual like plot and characters. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm excited to watch that one because I don't know anything about it other than the twist at the end that it's a prequel. So, yeah. um, but I'm still excited because I've heard nothing but good things about it. So that's it for this dumpster fire. This was our longest one yet um, because it was we had to shit we had on a it. Good time just laughing at it. <laughs> There's a lot of things to question in this movie, but not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next time on the last stop to our final destination, Final Destination 5. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to die on that bridge. The lucky few survive a disaster. And then one by one, death comes for them all. On our last stop to our final destination, we're talking about Final Destination 5, and this movie has officially redeemed the franchise from how awful Final Destination 4 slash 3D was. This movie God. rocks. I know. It's 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 so it's so sad to think that like four could have destroyed the whole thing because it's so bad, but thank God it made money at least. And Thank God for Final Destination 5. What a way to end a franchise. Or so we thought. Obviously, they're, you know, continuing it again because they're fucking smart. They should be putting one one of these out every two years. Yeah. Like if if Saw could go Thank for you. two decades, like <laughs> why not Final Destination? I mean, the last one, the 3D one, was easily the most successful. It did 180 million worldwide. And I would have totally thought that this one would have had a bad drop from from how soured people were from the 3D movie. But this one did 157 million worldwide. So it's the second most successful of the entire franchise. Did you say four did 180 million? Yeah. That is a sketchy number for a Final Destination movie. Just saying, whenever you see 180, everything goes to shit. Touche. That's the one redeeming quality we have about 4. Or maybe that's because 4 is officially on death's list because it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It was meant to die and never yeah. be talked about again. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
this movie rocked. I mean, just from like the opening uh, premonition, like the whole bridge sequence was a a better 3D movie than anything we got from the last one. Thank you. They, I mean, just in the opening sequence, they show you like, hey, we're going to show you good 3D. Like we don't, we're going to show you right off the bat that you're in good hands. It's okay, baby. We're here and we're going to make it okay. And that's what I felt when I watched this movie because there's so much trepidation after five and you're like, oh God, there's 3D in this one again. But it just, they, they, they do it well and they show you right from the bat. Like, okay, we're good. We're in good hands. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like watching this movie, I'm like, do I actually kind of want to watch this in 3D? Yeah. It was great. Like in the whole bridge sequence, like you get the part where the 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 woman falls from the bridge and you're like, oh, she's gonna land on the boat. But nope, she gets skewered by the boat. Wonderful. You don't even see it coming. It's like the opposite of the last one where like you see the tire flying through the air and you're like, Oh, it's going to hit her. It's like, yeah, it's like the characters are the only ones who don't see shit coming in that movie. But you're like, no, I've seen that a mile away because like they <laughs> just are fucking obvious. But yeah, this one, like you're looking at her from the top, like falling down. So you don't see it. Skewers are and intestines are popping <laughs> out right at you. It's so fucking wonderful. I couldn't tell you how delighted I was, Jace. <laughs> After well, fucking four and all the shit that they did with the CGI the, and the 3D that looked so bad, that was like, obviously that wasn't, it was partially practical maybe, but like either way, it looked 10 times better. It's like this was the correct way to do 3D and CGI yeah. versus the last part just was not. I would believe that these guys talked to fucking James Cameron's Avatar crew, not the last movie guys. Jesus. But yeah, I love the way that they use it for like the effects and everything like that. But like even the bridge collapsing at the end, it like it just looks so real. Yeah. And it's horrifying. And plus, this is like apparently the longest opening disaster of all the movies. It's like yeah, almost it's like five almost, minutes. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> After the bridge sequence, I paused the movie and I looked up who the director was because I'm like, who is this guy? Because yeah. this movie looks great. Mm -hmm. Like, it's obviously CGI, but it does not look bad. And, yes, yeah, Stephen Quayle, I, I, I can't... He's only directed, like, six movies. I haven't seen anything other than this. I'm like, this guy rocks. <laughs> like, yeah, you haven't seen any of his other movies? I was looking up... Let's see. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen any of his other movies either. I was looking up the writer... Um, Eric Heisserer, fuck if mm. I know, but <laughs> this guy's got a crazy fucking filmography. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Does. Cause did you see this too? I'm like, okay. So he did the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, which is horrible, yeah. but it says he co wrote it with someone. So maybe that's why he yeah. did Final Destination 5 and then the Thing prequel, which mm. is really, it's not the screenplay that's the problem with that movie, I would say. Um, yeah. and then he also did Lights Out and then Arrival. Which is an incredible movie, and Oscar then Bird nominated Box. movie, yeah, <laughs> and, and Bird, Bird Box, and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> that and was then, like the weirdest fucking resume I've ever seen. But I was and like, then he did, did Bloodshot. <laughs> oh, which is that the Hitman? Movie? That's the that's the Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember. Okay, gross. Yeah. So this guy's got like the weirdest resume, but like he nailed it with this, and I guess. 
I don't know if it was like, I, I thought like maybe this was a unique idea because this director is like the first new director they've had in the mm-hmm. franchise, right? Um, yeah. Since two, because it was repeats for three and four. So to have this new energy, I was like, what the fuck? Is he the guy who came up with the prequel? I guess it was like the producers and like the, the creators of it who like had the concept of the prequel already yeah. planned. Like that's how they were going to do it. But it was a surprise to do five because they didn't think that's why they named the fourth one the final destination. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. just kidding. Here's the fifth one. <laughs> we'll just pretend that we didn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I was very interested in watching this one because I'd never seen it before. But then, like, having watched the last four, like, you have the two set, you have the pair of directors, and it's very evident, like, their styles in their movies. Like, mm-hmm. James Wong leans more into, like, the horror side of it. Um, whereas the, who, what's the other director? David R. Ellis, who did yeah, two and like, four he leans a little bit more into kind of like the comedy horror Mm -hmm. comedy side of it. Um, And this one definitely leans more into the serious horror side. Yeah. They, I feel like it's got a lot of the energy from like one and three where it's still like a fucked up situation. It's also got way better characters than any single person in the fourth movie. It's like (laughs) insane. I'm like, how did they fuck up every single character? Well, I mean, you could barely call them characters before, but in five, it's like, wow, this is what I mean. Every little character gets a little moment even on the day at the bus, like before they go which it's hilarious to me that they work at an office or they work at a paper company, which is like, did they do that because of the office being popular? I mean, spoiler alert. We all know this movie. If you've seen this, it's a prequel. So it makes sense to set it. If it's set in like 2000, it would make sense to still be a paper company, but it, it was just funny. Well, and then they, they have a uh, David, uh, Kushner, Kushner, Kushner yep. Todd Packer. Who... <laughs> The Pac-Man. The Pac-Man. So good to see him in this movie. I was like, what the fuck? He's in this movie? And then the other guy from Babylon. What's his name? Uh, PJ Byrne. That's who it is. I just, I love him in, he made me obsessed with him in Babylon. But I've just, in general, whenever he pops up in comedy, I think he's hilarious. He's so fucking funny in this movie. Like that last movie, like I'm like, oh yeah, that guy was like, the guy who was an asshole in the fourth one, it's like, he's barely, you're barely able to be like, okay, he's kind of okay to like, I can, like, he's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. This one, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what we're missing. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. I love it. <laughs> it's so funny that he's like this guy that's pulling multiple women and he's On just like a total. <laughs> And he's a total nerd. Like he's not even like a stereotypical hot guy. Like he's just <laughs> it's, two, it's 2000. He has a fucking cell phone. Like he's a rich guy. I guess this is so. back. You got to think about the time too. And I never even noticed it. Like I, I'm sure people probably didn't even think about it. Cause it was like a flip phone the whole time. And like no one else is on their cell phones or like, Hey, I found out about all these other incidents that happened before us. Like they, they actually kind of do it like the first movie again, where everyone's kind of figuring shit out as it goes along. Yeah, I was I was thinking after the the bridge sequence and then before we get to the first real kill, I was like, this is the first movie since the first one that hasn't explained the entire process or pattern 
because of what they found on the internet. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was kind of refreshing. I'm like, oh shit, these are like old school detective kids. Look at this shit. <laughs> I have to say, before we leave the bridge sequence, because like there's so many good kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything else for the bridge disaster, but the tar death is like gnarly. Oh yeah. That I one thought, surprised me. <laughs> I thought all the the premonition deaths were great. Like when um when uh, PJ Brian like when he uh, the belly flop in the bus. I thought that looked awesome. Yeah, was that was super surprised. like oh my god. I was like, dude, yeah. that's terrifying. Everybody had a terrifying death. Yeah, like, and then literally. the oil the oil melting, that was yeah. I was like, whoa. And then he just falls off the bridge. You're like, dude, that guy's fucked. And another chick like who's like loses her glasses. I was like, oh, Jace, I wonder if you can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was fucking scary. Being like, oh shit, I'm on a bridge and I can't see. And then when she falls in the water and it's like, oh, she's alive. And then they're like, oh, a car's falling on her. <laughs> Great. I love the guy who looks like Tom Cruise Jr. You know, I'm just gonna call him that, but his name is Peter in the movie. He's like the main guy's best friend. Doesn't he look yeah, just yeah. like Tom Cruise? It's crazy. Yeah, he he, he kind of does. It's that I scene was... on the bridge when like he sees the cables start snapping and he like just switches into Tom Cruise mode and runs like 10 times faster. And just the way that he runs, it's like, I'm like, that's Tom Cruise. <laughs> and then he like, he runs so fast. And then the other guy doesn't even say like, we have to jump. He just like runs and like fucking flies across the <laughs> opening. I loved it. It was so funny. Yeah, then he gets it like with the poles through the face. There's mm-hmm. just no escaping death, man. These these uh, premonition deaths. I feel like in the first movie, you only get to see a couple people really die or like get sucked out of the plane. It's mostly like the main kid. And then like as the movies go on, you get to see every single other character die in the premonition. Mm-hmm. So I guess it makes sense they get longer. But I feel like this might be the only movie where like all the characters you're introduced to all live like our survive the premonition right like after the premonition he saves all the characters that we've introduced to like there's no one that we met like a boyfriend or whoever who dies like all the people who die are people that we don't know yeah 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 that's true yeah, right? now that, yeah now that you mentioned i guess four yeah. kind of does that too but then again i just don't remember anyone from that movie so need, i don't, don't care we don't need to talk about four cool but uh, <laughs> i did think that that was interesting because there's like a lot of them but i liked every single character <laughs> yeah i i liked them all too i i would say the characters on this they're not they're not final destination three level i would put them at final destination one yeah so they're like like Agreed. they're all good characters none of them are just totally ridiculous like they have final distinct personalities yeah, yeah. There's the bad or like the the popular guy or whatever who like goes bad <laughs> once like <laughs> shit once his girlfriend dies and he turns dark. It's like the same kind of deal. These guys get fucked up every time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's always like I feel like and then also I was like Courtney B. Vance is playing the fucking agent, the FBI agent, which I'm like, you know, <laughs> from uh, he played Johnny Cochran on the American yeah. Crime Story OJ show. And I'm just like. This must have been before that, because like <laughs> I was like, there's no way he'd be in Final Destination five. I just feel like he's an incredible actor, but he's I was he was a welcome surprise. I always love to see yeah. him. And Tony Todd back. What a wonderful day. Yeah, good to have him back. And he was in more than one scene. And not even just at the fucking like morgue. He was like all over the place. Yeah. I loved it. He, he kept popping up. Yeah. <laughs> Creeping. Okay, so I wanted to ask you this because 
I was really confused by the setting of of this movie. So they all go on the bus like it's a corporate retreat. It's like on The Office when they take the bus and they go to like the beach day, but they're going to a corporate retreat for the weekend or whatever. <laughs> but the thing that confused me is that like the main guy, Sam, he works in a restaurant and then he also works at the paper company. OK, so that's what it was. He was like part time at the paper yeah. company. OK, and that's I was why at the beginning, his friends like, are you going to be a sales guy or are you going to be a chef guy? Like, <laughs> OK, I guess I was. <laughs> I was confused because I'm like, okay, so this there's a restaurant involved with some of these people, and then there's also like a a whole like manufacturing plant. Yeah, what is this like a restaurant franchise corporate situation? And then there's the restaurant, but then I was so confused. I was like, we're moving past this. I don't <laughs> understand it, but like. I'm confused by this. Think about it like the office where like the warehouse, but it's like a huge warehouse. It's like a whole plant instead of just yeah. a warehouse, but it's basically like the same thing. So like that one guy is like the foreman down there or whatever. Yeah. So that was kind of confusing, but let's get to the real stuff. Okay. The death. We get to yeah, death, gnarly death. Each one. I'm going to say before we actually do this, I think this movie has cumulatively the best death score. I agree. Like they're all bangers. Yeah. The only one that's like not a great death is the guy who gets the hook through the mouth. Yeah. But that entire death is to play into, into, into the thing at the end. So like, yep. I don't even count that against it. No, it's perfectly um, fine. But and every it, but that's death. a bonus death because it's not even yeah. one of the characters. So it's like, welcome. Perfect. We don't care. But like every death of this movie <laughs> is really good. And they start off on the tops. This the is definitely death. the best one. Yeah. The gymnastics death. I think it has to be declared before we've even gotten to the rest of them that this is the best. In the movie. Yes. Like, oh, my God. The. There's there's a there's another death later on that could have been up there with it. Mm -hmm. But watching this, there's so much in this whole sequence that like I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah. First off, ha again, having not seen this, didn't know it was coming like the the screw on the balance beam. Oh, my God. I'm just like you're fucking pouring sweat just watching those girls like moving around the balance beam you're like oh my god it's gonna be the screw i know it and you're like oh you're just waiting for it and when the main girl doesn't get on it you're like like i'm kind of relieved but i'm still really stressed out because now like where is it gonna come from <laughs> well and then like how they shot it like with them like curling and arching their foot like riding right over it i'm just like yeah oh i know oh. it's like a master class that whole sequence i think the reason that it's the best for me is because the tension leading up to it is incredible. And it's nothing like where there's all these red herrings. It's like every mm -hmm. little thing that you notice that you're stressed about ends up playing a little part. Right. Yeah. So it's great because it all works together weirdly. But I just it's so like weird. Like the whole time I'm just like, even though now I know how it ends, I'm still stressed out watching him with that screw. Like, God, it's just a great scene. The screw immediately took me back to watching x 
when the guy is walking into the barn and like you just see the screw and him walking towards you. You're like, no, 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 don't do it. No. Look, <laughs> just look, jackass. It's like a huge fucking nail, too. That's even worse. <laughs> but yeah, the screw, because you're like, they're on the balance beam, like she's gonna like fall off and break her neck, is what you're assuming if she like steps on a screw, but then it's like Oh, no, no. That would be the easy way to go. Death is like a fucking artist, is what I'm convinced of after these movies. He's beautiful. I mean, everything he's doing, it's fucked up, but it's pretty incredible. (laughs) I'm convinced he's the Home Alone kid. Like, they're so elaborate. (laughs) It's either like the kid from Home Alone. There's all these other theories that he grew up to be Jigsaw, which like makes sense. But like also could be death. You never know. He loves his little traps. (laughs) Well, and then... A little trivia that I saw is that the not the girl that dies, but the girl who ends up stepping on the screw, she is actually an Olympic gymnast. Yeah. And which makes a lot of sense in my mind, because when I was watching and like you see that one scene of her on the the bounce beam and she does a backflip and lands on her hands on the beam, I was like. What kind of stunt person is that? That's the craziest shit I've seen in the movie so far. That's some gymnast shit, man. You have to be a gymnast to be able to do that shit. And that's the thing is like, I just had no idea where death was coming from, except like it was coming. Like, you just don't know. You're just like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I could never have predicted what actually happens. It, it's so much tension and such a slow buildup that the fact that like when she dies, it's like probably almost instant. Yeah, it's way crazier. Like, I don't I'm stunned. (laughs) Like, you're like, what? When it happened and like she hit the ground, I I watching by myself went, oh, (laughs) it kind of felt like the same effect of like when that kid fell over the stairs Mm -hmm. and like Halloween ends and bounced back up after (laughs) the ground. Like, oh, shit, that guy's fucking dead like that. It was like. Like, cause I love it. Cause it's like the other girl steps on the screw. She falls off. She hits the sand. The sand blows in the fan. She can't see shit. And then she fucking falls off the thing and lands like a fucking pretzel all <laughs> broken and shit. It's fucking gnarly. And then some idiot, they're like, obviously they're like, don't touch her. But then the other girl's like, are you okay? And I'm like, obviously fucking not. Look at her. <laughs> I don't have to even check I could see from a distance that bitch is dead. <laughs> There's no way she's still alive, right? Oh. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's like it's so gnarly and it's very original because I I just don't think I didn't know the human body could do that. <laughs> she just snapped in half and and like shout out to the sound editing crew because oh my god. Yeah, that crunch <laughs> was uh particularly effective. <laughs> like that that crunch was so effective that like if I walked out of the room when it happened and all I heard was the crunch, I would have been like, what happened? I'd run <laughs> back and I would rewind it. <laughs> like, yep, exactly. That's it's it's pretty gnarly. It fits. It's a very great way to go. This final destination. We're really turning things up a notch. You're like, oh, my God, that's the first one. I mean, the first <laughs> one is always usually pretty fun and unique. It has to be. It's the first one. Yeah. Right. But yeah wow what a banger and you're like how are they gonna keep doing this and you're like then it's just fucking banger after banger i don't know how they did it it was after that death that i was like okay all i've seen so far is the bridge sequence in the gymnast sequence and i was like this is this is scream four this is the this is the random 
movie in the middle that doesn't get talked about enough and it's it's incredible yeah i i'm like i'm at the beginning of the movie i'm ready for the rest by the end by the by the end i'm like yeah this is scream four like how did how did we not get another set of trilogy like how do we get another trilogy after this thank you scream four should have continued this should have continued from here Jason, I've never loved you more. I I just got to say it. I've never loved you anymore. This is exactly what I've been saying, ranting to the walls of my my house for years. (laughs) I agree. It's it's such a banger. And I just, I hope that whoever, like the writer, director, whoever was like the key to making this movie incredible, I hope they're still part of the franchise. That's all. (laughs) So then we go from the gymnast death to probably one of the funniest parts of the entire movie, the acupuncture death. <laughs> when he says, yum, yum, dim sum. I'm like, God damn it, this fucking idiot. I love to hate him so much. Or when he says, um, uh, he's like, I don't catch any, I don't catch any diseases I didn't earn. <laughs> yeah. Or he even says like, oh, a whole country of people can't be Wong. And he goes, did you hear me? I said, Wong. He goes, you get it. But it's just like, he's the worst, but he's so funny. That whole sequence and trying to get like an erotic massage. And I'm like, what the fuck? That should have been the first clue that this movie was like set in 2000. Because those guys are just like, I mean, he would have been canceled a long time ago. (laughs) But like, also, like, it's just, it's a bit much. It's, it fits though for the time. And if you catch it, his certificate that he steals from a dead co-worker <laughs> is uh like expires 2001 oh oh i didn't notice that <laughs> i've only noticed it on like the fifth rewatch so don't don't feel too bad <laughs> so the um i mean this whole part is great um the massage parlor <laughs> the massage parlor it's one of not those known, not and not known anymore but <laughs> yeah but like also it's like the way that i told you with the fourth movie i was like what are they doing trying to make me tense during a fucking girl getting her hair cut that's so dumb but yeah. i'm like you wouldn't normally think that it would be like oh like someone getting a massage like that doesn't sound like scary at all but the yeah. way that they do it with the acupuncture is really good. That was the way to that was the way to access the right fear in that comfortable place. And now oh, yeah. would make me scared of that comfortable <laughs> place. That's the effective way to do it. I feel like Final Destination 4 just tried, but they were like, oh, we'll just throw a bunch of shit at you and see if anything sticks. No. The acupuncture, ext- I've never done it, but I'm like, I don't know if I could now. Like if you fall over to- and they go deep into you, that was <laughs> fucked. I was about to ask you if you've ever had acupuncture. Have you? I've had it. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. It's, I mean, you don't feel it. Like the needles are so small and stuff like you don't feel it. Unless you fall face forward on the ground. Yeah, yeah. You might feel it then when it actually like, you know, punctures (laughs) organs and stuff. I mean, I feel like this movie, are they that long, the needles? That's what I wanted to ask. I didn't know if you had done it. Uh, I mean, maybe back in 2000. Okay. I mean, but, but the ones I've had are, are very short. And maybe also, like, made them longer just for the effect. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I, I mean, maybe, maybe you get 
that many put on you but like for the most part they focus on like specific parts of the body oh so they don't just do them everywhere (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) yeah i was like i mean i've never gotten acupuncture but i kind of felt like ben wyatt when they try to get him to do that on like their treat yourself day on parks and rec and then they're like aren't you so relaxed he's like i've literally never been more stressed in my life (laughs) i'm like that's how i would feel and like that's how i already was kind of worried so this this whole sequence put me off for that and it's great with like there's all a little red herring shit going on here but it all again plays to the final results so it's not a stupid red herring but like you think oh the acupuncture needles and then it's like well those don't go deep enough but he pulls one out and that's a good practical effect that made me go ooh. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like when he falls off the bed, it lands face first. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, did you think like, he was dead? I, d- I didn't even think about that, but just like I immediately f- just like felt all the needles and yep. in his face and in his head, like you land on that and it just gets pushed in you. I'm like, oh, that that is the nightmare. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like a very visceral thing that you can kind of picture exactly like when he hits. It's like they don't even have to show that. And then they yeah. just show it like afterwards and they're all bent and like fucked. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> that was gnarly. And then the, like because it's a fire and then he like you think he's going to be like because he's also in the oil like he gets the oil on him. And so mm-hmm. you think like he's going to get on fire, but then he avoids the fire and you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to this guy? And then, of course, it's the Buddha statue. He gets, he gets the Buddha ass blast. <laughs> Right to the face. And his head just explodes. Good 3D. Like some fun splatter there. You kind of feel like one of the characters. The main guy- characters in Final Destination 3. They got splattered with blood. In like every scene that they were in. When they were trying yeah. to stop people. I felt like that. It was like our own effect. It was yeah. great. And I do love how he says to Buddha. When he walks in. He touches it. And he's like. Oh Buddha. Better cut down on the rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I love it. He's like, he touches it. It's like, I should have known that was when I should have known that that would be the thing. It was funny. I loved the part when he's like freaking out about it being an older woman. And then she's just like cracking him and stuff. And then he's like, oh, you know, actually that that feels amazing. That that reminded me. So when I was like 20 years old, you know, so a while ago, I was up in Alaska and me and my mom went to a Thai massage place and I got my mom got the young girl and I'm 20. So like I'm no matter what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to have, you know, young, hot women, uh, you know, touch me and massage me. That'd be awesome. That's the dream. I got I got the young girl's mother or maybe grandmother. And that woman rocked my world. That was the best massage I've ever had. And ever since then, I'm like, I don't care where I go. I want the oldest pl- person in the house because they know what they're doing. <laughs> my mom was like, I had the worst massage. I'm like, yeah, exactly. The oldest person in the house. <laughs> yeah. That's what I need. <laughs> they, they always know what the hell that they're up to. I, I was like, as he's like all scared and like, no, she's like, Fuhei. And he's like, no, Fuhei, no, Fuhei. <laughs> like, and then she's just cracking him left and right. And I was like, I feel like I want that. I was like, I want some woman to just come and wreck me. That would feel so good. 
of oh of, god <laughs> of all the things that he said i think the most offensive thing was when he's like can i get subtitles on this person <laughs> he does he goes hardcore into the racist shit but you're like i guess it is 2000 but like jesus uh, he's the he's so effective at making you hate him but also still being funny you know when he's like on the phone on the bus at the beginning and he's like oh he's talking to some girls like oh I'm just with a bunch of the idiots from the office and then he's like like right next to the boss todd packard he's like not you sir, not you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> i just love it he's great and i was like i mean he had to have a really gnarly death and they nailed it they did it was, it was great um so then we get to the lasik scene yep this is this my runner-up was- <laughs> this was the scene that I was saying could have been as horrific as the the gymnast one. They just changed how it ended. If they yeah. if like if they would have ended it with like the, I don't know the laser just going through the girl's head mm-hmm. would have been horrible. It reminded me a lot of the tanning bed death. It did. It was very upsetting, and especially like the tension leading up to it. And when she like fucking pops that button off the thing's eye, I was like, I relate to that. That would be me because I don't think I could ever do this. <laughs> and especially not if I just survived like a near death experience and someone else I know who was also a survivor just died. I don't think I'd be putting lasers near my eyes. Just saying. I know she's like, I don't want to be blind during something, you know, but like also it's just like the way that they the what they do show and like as long as it does last is really effective and very disgustingly terrifying. Like when yeah, the laser's like, like shooting her in the eye, you're like, oh my God, and her hand blocking it. It's like, it's fucked. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know if that's how it actually works, but like, oh, I they be- said like 20 like, different things had to go wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that'll stop me from ever getting LASIK. <laughs> yeah, like that was like the way that they prop her eye open. I'm like, this is some clockwork orange shit. Like, yeah that was stressful just watching that and like they're like and then of course the doctor's like oh i'll be right back it's like where are you going the fucking thing's on and i'm strapped in here any good doctor would not leave and then he's just like shooting the shit at the fucking reception desk he's there for like 20 minutes it's like this is not how it would go again a worker is being inattentive and stupid <laughs> on the job and this is a doctor okay these guys are supposed to be really good the doctor is very questionable. And like, even the girl points out, like when they go in, they're like, what's the wall of, you know, stuffed animals for? And he's like, it's for my younger patients. It's like how young a patients are you giving LASIK? <laughs> I know it's like, well, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I would never, I would never be able to handle it as an adult, let alone as a child. I think that's got me for life. Thank God. I wouldn't have seen this movie though. First, I definitely would have been more scared. But I, I like I agree if they would have ended it there. But then it's like the way that she does die is she like slips on the button and then like falls out the window and falls onto her car. And then her eye pops out and rolls into the road and gets run over. That was great. But yeah. it is just I guess it maybe it just fits because it's a reversal of what happened during the premonition where like it was partially because she couldn't see. But then she fell and then the car fell on her. But then this one she falls on the car. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just why. But I agree. If they would have really like just lasered that bitch a little bit more, it might have been the number one death. Yeah, like just it. I think horrific, and like I think the tanning beds they couldn't get out, and they just burned. Exactly, like that's like if one of them had gotten out, or both of them had gotten out, and like died, just like some like gotten shocked or something, and you're like, okay, well that's lame. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like her head was suffer. Yeah. (laughs) 
her head was locked in. It's like if she just couldn't get out and she just had to endure the laser. That's what I'm saying. That would have been like horrific. I mean, I still gave it high marks like that scene. Number two. Yeah, it's definitely the number two. And it makes sense. I mean, the two hot girls have to go first and they have to get the worst deaths. That's always the hot girls always have to be punished the worst. (laughs) Why is that? What did we do? I'm just kidding. Not that that would be me, but I'm just saying. When we we first saw this girl at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, this girl is clearly inspired by Megan Fox. Like this Mm -hmm. character is clearly. Why is she just walking around with her tits out? Like she takes off her shirt (laughs) at a work retreat. I'm like, this is weird. And that was even more confusing when I thought this was a restaurant manufacturing company. <laughs> I love that that like you just were like, I'm not really sure. You gotta watch it a few times. There's a lot going on. I think it's just the whirlwind of like four had no plot. I don't even know how these people knew each other. <laughs> but they didn't have a life outside of this premonition shit. They were nothing. And yeah. so to see this movie, you're like, oh, so there's like okay this guy has two jobs wow okay i didn't even know one job from the last movie except that mechanic guy because he died at work (laughs) i also this scene made me think about all of the industries that this franchise has pissed off over the years like you have the airplanes Mm -hmm. you have uh logging truckers Mm -hmm. roller coasters pools Mm -hmm. and now lasik like Racing tracks, I guess we can acknowledge. Not that anyone probably cares, but it's a thing. Yeah, clearly not. But I don't like. I feel like there had with this movie having been as successful as it was, there had to have been a little bit of a drop in LASIK procedures. Oh sure, yeah, a hundred percent. Maybe no acupuncture either. Maybe some people dropped out of gymnastics class. I don't know. I would. That would be me. (laughs) Oh man. All right, so then we 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 get the hook death, which is an interesting, interesting point in the movie. We should talk not, about it. Not so because of the hook death part, but the whole idea that they introduce that that Tony he, Todd introduces. Let's put this blame on the right guy because he's yeah, always yeah. throwing crazy ideas at these people, <laughs> and none of them actually work. It's really weird. Where did he come up with this shit? <laughs> Well, but the the idea that if you are on death's list and you avoid death, if you kill someone, then you get the years of their life added yep. back to yours, balancing out the scales. So basically, you better go kill a fucking child or a baby if you want to be safe, because <laughs> all of the like as fucked as that is. But that's like what you really got to do is I got to go for the child. I got to go shoot up a school, which is, that, fucked. I sh- you know, but that, I mean, that, that's how we learn if death is pro-choice or pro-life. Because if he's pro-life, and you abort a fetus, like you get a whole lifetime, theoretically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, two for one, maybe? I don't know. But it's an interesting <laughs> idea that Tony Todd brings up and never mentions again. I almost think he might now, like after the fifth movie, I'm like, maybe he's a scientist and he's studying death's designs. And he's just fucking throwing out ideas to test with these different groups and seeing what works. And, oh, okay, another one to check off. The next group, I'll tell him this. See if that works. Like, how does this work? How does he know this? Why is he throwing all these different ideas at everybody and none of it works? You know, at this point, you know, also knowing that it's a 
it's a prequel. I kind of think he's just a weird, creepy mortician. Yeah. <laughs> that, that likes right? to fuck with people. <laughs> well, because some people think he's like a survivor. Like he survived one and that that's why he knows. But I'm like, if that's uh, the case, then he's the real asshole. Because he's telling all these people ways that don't work. He uh, hasn't told one person the real way that he did it. That's how Final Destination 6 has to end is, is re that reveal. And that's right? why he's still alive is that he keeps the design of death going right wow. i'm just saying he's got to be something with it but <laughs> it's interesting that like he throws that idea i think that that was a cool thing like four thought that they were coming up with new ideas three didn't even pretend they're like we're just doing the classic but this one is like we're throwing you some new shit right mm -hmm. and i love that by the, the concept i never thought of it first off that was like original to me i was like huh i guess i never thought about that they're mm -hmm. always like, oh, I got to, you know, save someone. But it's like, oh, yeah, if I kill someone, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> well, like the closest that we got to this was in Final Destination 2, when they're like, if you're on the list, but you give birth to someone, then you cancel it out. But then it turns out that that person was never on the list to begin with. So we they, never actually saw that happen. Well, they do still do the thing where, like, the main girl dies. She drowns and then is revived. So she dies and comes back to life like Jesus. So I guess yep. if you're Jesus, it works. <laughs> well, we all saw what happened with that. Brian just got full on exploded. Exactly. While, so while, death while grilling. <laughs> Brian, death will get back to you, basically. Is the I think the motto is just that like no matter what, you guys can kill each other all you want. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first time where we see and it, it's unclear when you're watching the scene if the guy, like the guy who's on the list, if he like pushes the guy in the way or tries to save him. But then he's like, no, I think I did it. <laughs> I mean, I saw that as as him trying to save him, but right? then death killed him. But I don't know. I mean, he says afterwards that he did it. He's like, I think I did it. But then they're like, and then that Tom Cruise guy is like, all right, so that works. Let's fucking do it. We're killing people. Let's fucking go. <laughs> He's like, you did it. Just tell me. And then I do love that they're like, who's next? Who's next? And then a wrench. Which, what the fuck was that doing in those gears? Jesus Christ, just wrench to the face. <laughs> Goodbye, Todd Packer. At least he died that way. That's a lot better than the black tar, I gotta say. Yeah. After the black tar thing, I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm ready to watch him get melted later mm -hmm. on. Yeah. But nope, they just, they did, they, uh, they Sean William Scotted him. Yeah. Just it's like a quick it's, wrench. Yeah. It's kind of like that's, that's how I'd want to go. I want something quick. I'm mean, instant death. You know, I'd hate to be like, that's what I'm saying is most of the time when they escape the first premonition, it's like they usually have a better death in the premonition. It's a lot simpler and just like mm -hmm. easier. And it's always more complicated and horrible and drawn out when they actually get like caught up by death. So I this is the one where I was like, OK, this guy, you know what? That was worthwhile. I'm glad he did that. That was good for him. He should not my, have had to deal with that. <laughs> my, my favorite part. <laughs> of Todd Packer's death was he dies. And then the, the main, the lead guy or Sam, Sam bless his heart. He's not a good actor, but He's his okay. response was Dennis. It was Dennis. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, not like, Oh my God, what? But Dennis, it was Dennis. <laughs> well, that's what they were asking him. That Tom Cruise kid was like yelling at him. Who is it? Give me your name. <laughs> Who's next? 
Which, like, this guy, I would think, like, he's all upset about his girlfriend, Candace. Oh, Candace deserved to live. Did she? I don't know. She was nothing. She was a real nothing burger to me. He just, I felt like he should be wanting to meet death so that he could, like, be with her again. Because he was really devoted to her. I'm like, girl, there, there, there's a ton of other girls out there, man. Just relax. <laughs> and you're going to be dead soon anyways. <laughs> it's It's little moments like that, which is why... Uh, Final Destination 3 stays on the top in my board. Just people actually have appropriate reactions to the murders and deaths that happened in that Yeah. <laughs> this one, yeah, it's a little bit less. I mean, that that's a pretty consistent thing across all the movies. But uh I mean, this- but for these people, they're going from just horrifying <laughs> scene to horrifying scene after a while. You're just phased by it. All right, we gotta go see who's next. <laughs> At this Shit. point, your death is my re- my re- uh, revelation. Yeah, but <laughs> my the thing epiphany. is, my my real problem with the main guy is just like, what a typical fucking man. I feel like every man I've ever known is like, oh, I can never call out sick. I'm a man. I never go miss work, right? And it's like he's fucking on death's list. Like we don't know who's next. The other guy is like, I'm gonna go kill somebody. Who knows if it's gonna be you? And like death is out after you. His girlfriend's like. Why aren't you going to work? He's like, well, he's going to get me anywhere. I'm like, you work in a fucking kitchen with all these fucking weapons, man. Part Just time. Call out sick. What is it with men? What is your problem? Who hurt you? Why can't you ever just fucking take a day? A mental health day. That's if, if being on death list doesn't qualify for a mental health day. I don't know what does. Uh, you just gave me the greatest idea for a podcast ever. I interview men exclusively, and the podcast is called "Who Hurt You." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They'll guys never talk about, about it. why why they don't take time for themselves. They'll never <laughs> explain it. It'll just turn into nothing. All I have to be there to yell at them, Jace. Come on, you can't do it without me. What are you thinking? Oh. Uh, so then, so, yeah, uh, we get the shooting and the stabbing, which is probably so, the lamest deaths. Oh, the the fight. Yeah, because the so, friends, of course, like I'm going to kill both of you. <laughs> yes. So that comparatively is very lame. But I actually really loved this whole part because I feel like it's the first time in the entire franchise that they've actually like the whole killing someone gives you your life back. It's the first time that they've ever kind of innovated on the formula to where like, how do we make people other than death be villains villains yeah and so then it actually creates a a reasonable like idea of like oh i hate these people i want to get revenge on them kind of like in the third one you have Mm -hmm. the goth kid who like i'm gonna kill you but then they're like if i kill you then i also am not gonna die because i'm on the list i actually Mm -hmm. really loved how they did that and yeah, like, yeah it, the way fight better than the other. Yeah, like the fight isn't like this crazy death or whatever. But I thought like it made a lot of sense, which it I was, really liked. I think it was probably one of the better like final act showdowns. I feel like that's typically where the movies kind of lose some steam. I think three was pretty good all the way through. But mm-hmm. like I think four and like two and one get kind of muddled by the end. I'm like, what's going on here? And yeah, I just I feel like I mean, then they then they have like a twist ending, of course, but 
This one I felt like with the whole fight over that and that whole thing where he's more of the villain. And then also the misdirect with the gun on the stove heating up mm. the whole time. You're like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. But then because he kills his friend, it's like his friend had already killed the cop. So then the gun doesn't shoot him. And you're like, oh, so it does work. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if this really works, like this would be a bullshit move on Tony Todd to not tell anybody else. <laughs> but maybe he'll get killed if that happens. But I was like, that actually, I almost was like, damn, if not for the ending, that would have actually maybe worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it is just at least they're doing something interesting and new with this whole franchise at this point for the fifth movie. You just can't say that about a lot of others. Yeah. Especially ones that are like that are prequels that are surprise, surprise prequels. prequels. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. How do you then... feel about the twist ending? I mean, Did it wasn't you pick a up on that at all with like, I mean, obviously we know, but like just watching it, even though, you know, it's like, I didn't even think about the fact that he works at a French restaurant and then like, oh, he's going to be on the trip to France or the plane to France to Paris. The, the France thing, like it stuck out in my mind, but I think the only reason it stuck out is because I knew. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of other stuff going on. But like outside of that, I was watching every scene to see if I picked up on the hints. Mm -hmm. Did and you? Like, no, like I didn't even like pick up on like you mentioned during the acupuncture thing. Like I didn't even pick up on the flip phone. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's, it's done very all the things that they do are very nonchalant. And the year that this came out, like what, 2011? Like it's mm -hmm. not even like maybe not everyone was on their phone all the time like we are now. I mean, it yeah. feels like forever ago. So I don't know. It's just something that they do it so nonchalantly. They don't make a, a show of him using a flip phone or like the date on the fucking spa certificate. Like they do it really well. Where like if you didn't know, it'd be a wonderful twist. Yeah, I think the flip phone is like the only piece of technology that they reference that mm -hmm. has any sort of like date, wow. you know, time timetable to it. I guess the um, fact that they work for a paper company could also be a good hint that they're probably not a modern company because it's like, you know, a paperless world almost now. <laughs> I, I didn't even know it was a paper company until I read the trivia. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was a restaurant manufacturing hybrid. That's probably why they did it. They're like, we got to throw all these things in there. It'll just mix them up and they won't know. And I guess it worked because you're like, wait, I, I did wonder that the first time. It took me a few times watching this movie to like fully understand the deal. But yeah, if, if I, I wish that like I hadn't seen it on Reddit, like I think you said, or like you'd seen an article or someone posted it. Like it's been out for a long time. I get it. But. I think like maybe I just needed that though to like actually watch it after like hearing four was such a shit show. Mm -hmm. So maybe knowing that this one's good and a prequel, I was like, Ooh, that gives me incentive to watch. That's really why yeah. I watched it finally. <laughs> well, and then this, this movie also did a great thing where like they have the prequel reveal on the plane where like you see the fight happen from you're a different like, angle. You're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. That's, Final Destination One. He's on the plane, and then they then they like essentially reenact the the plane sequence from the first movie. And he has the same death that Alex would have had in his premonition. Yeah, and burning and alive, was, stuck in his seat, and it's like gnarly. I'm like, whoa! Like it's even worse than like the first movie because they like show it fully. <laughs> yeah, you know, special well, effects have come a ways. They have. And and like that was the thing that I really liked of 
and not many prequels do it where like they revisit a classic scene from an older movie. Like the only one that I can think of off the top of my head that does it is um, Star Wars Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that movie ends at with the beginning the, of for of the... New Hope. Yeah. And so you get the Darth Vader scene in the hallway and the like best. that scene was awesome. And then best like, you don't the know, and you don't know that it's going to happen. And so then seeing it reimagined with modern technology was like, Oh, this is, this is crazy. He doesn't just stand in one spot and move his hand every few minutes. <laughs> like it's, they're like fighting. He's doing crazy ass shit. It's like incredible. He kind of still does that, but it looks really good. Yeah. I mean, like they have the whole thing where the girlfriend gets sucked out of the plane and you see a bunch of people get sucked out in the original. Mm-hmm. But like in this one, you see like she gets fucking cut in half by the wing afterwards. Yeah. You're like, damn. And then I do also love the fact that like, it's also the because so I don't know if you remember as a final destination freak. I just know that like all the debris from flight 180 was found in the water. Right. So yeah. like the friend who's at the funeral of that other guy and finds out that that guy was like about to die anyways. because yeah. He had like a mass in his brain or whatever. Um, the landing gear is what falls and hits him and like breaks into the place. So it's like, it's not technically the plane debris. It's like the landing (laughs) gear. That's like, you know, separate kind of. And I thought that was really nice touch to like, okay, it still fits. Right. They did a lot. Like even you'd think that there'd be such a jarring difference seeing like the footage from the first movie in with this one, like 11 years later, but I think that they did it in a really good way. Yeah, like the the original plane sequence, like they show very briefly, like a hole in the plane and stuff flying out. They do all, everything else practically. Like you see the blood fly on the side of the walls. Yeah. Like you don't see so much of the, the opening in the plane. And then this with technology, they were able to kind of flip it where they're like, let's show the stuff that they couldn't even do 11 years ago. Yeah. Like, let's do that. It was really that it. the comparison to Rogue One was a great, great, I, great mention because that is exactly what they did. They really enhanced it with like showing what it's like with today's technology. And it makes the first one even better because then I'm like, especially after that, I'm like, oh, now I got to watch them all again. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> in, it's genius. It's a fucking I mean, maybe we should add this to the, the rank Ta- of time, time loop, loop movies because <laughs> this whole series might just be one giant time loop. These could be the same souls and all these different people dying in all these different ways. You never know. I was really curious. Uh, did they like do CGI to recreate like deep fake the the young people in the fight on the plane? Oh, or like, no. was that totally new casting? Because they nailed. They used old footage, the, the oh, footage did. from the movie and then unused footage as well. And they oh. were able to make it look like they were seeing it from the other side of the plane. I don't know how they did it, but they used all footage from the first movie. I was like, this is 2011. CGI is not that good. No, like no. that looks like the young kids from 2000. Like, didn't Final Destination 4 come out like two years before this? How did technology <laughs> advance that much? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, this one is like, yeah, they definitely had old footage to work with, but... I don't know. I'm just thinking for like another Final Destination since they're bringing it back. I want one with Titanic being the disaster because I just rewatched that movie and that would be a wonderful movie for Final Destination. 
Just saying. Is one person who, could that be the ending of the movie? Because we all know what happens with the Titanic. And the person's like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Or, and then there's survivors of that. I'm not sure. I mean, because there are people who survive. Hello, the movie. <laughs> this th this might be our next. Uh, we got to do one next, more. Our next podcast on this historical events that they should wrap Final Destination into. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's so many. I mean, oh. just if we're thinking about Final Destination three, they even said Lincoln. Like, let's do a Lincoln one. I want one where Lincoln has a premonition and cheats death, and then it finally catches up to him at the play. They said the Twin Towers. Yeah, they did. That's a little bit fresh. I don't know if they could do it. Although Final Destination doesn't care. They find a good death. They do it a year later. Maybe the same year. They don't give a fuck. We should do another move. Another another movie. There is none. We should do another episode, though, to talk about the next upcoming one. Because there's some fun details that they've released. And also, I think we've got ideas to pitch. Let's put an episode out there. See what people think. All right. It's in the books. Next episode. Final Destination 6, what we want to see and what we think we should see. The actual final stop on our final destination. <laughs> yeah. Well, until There's they announce the sequel to that one. So yeah. <laughs> it's a never ending train. So it's a time loop, Jace. I'm telling you. <laughs> until then, uh, we'll see you next week. And um, yeah, watch all these movies because they're great. Stay alive. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here.